Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. If you're looking for love, well, you've come to the wrong place. Kirsten and Scally, well, they don't know a thing, and the men that they cast on this show are truly a disgrace. So we don't care about the love that might be there. Yeah, we just want to see the drama. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our Love Island recap. I am your host. Kirsten McKinnis, joined as always by the wonderful Brian Scally. Scally, how's it going? I am good. Excited to talk about another great two episodes with my scheme sisters here on the podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> but, you know. really sat here and before coming on, she's like, I'm going to do, should I do scheme sisters or should I do a Caesars promotion? Yeah, but you just gave away my other one. I was going to be like, and you're ready for a promo from Caesars. <laughs> so prepared. <laughs> Oh. Incredible. This is what you get when you bring in real talent to be on Two your blooms. podcast. We have both of the blooms, Angela and Mike. How's it going? We're doing well. We've we're put our well. child to sleep and we're ready to like live our best adult life. With I'd you be guys. doing better if Angela didn't spill this entire glass of water in my lap for seemingly no reason. Well, she was just flirting. I was just flirting. They, like, there's a difference, but we'll talk about that task where they really, there was a fine line between like what constitutes passing a task. Julie did not need to dump a whole ass thermos out of poor Calvin's lap. I'm glad that she did. Uh, you hate Calvin. I don't hate, I don't hate Calvin. I'm only saying that because every time we mention Calvin or you mention Calvin on your podcast, Brian goes, you hate him. <laughs> it's really Brian's fault. I was trying to like manifest it. Scally just loves that. him so much. I, I don't dislike him and he has grown on me, I will say. But I feel like we're both we're both somewhere in the middle and convinced the other person is like the polar opposite on the scale. Yeah, That's, I think that is true. A hundred percent. You can do no wrong. He's a freckled biology expert. He knows the difference between lions and sheep. And that's all you need in a man. I just feel like he is giving off the energy that Mike would give off if he were on Love Island. I mean, like probably my closest <laughs> with analog. his with yeah. his dancing and his. Faces. Oh, I would 100 percent be doing that drill team step dance routine to try to cheer you up. If you and were his, disappointed um, by America. Super pale body. 
Yeah, nothing like a super pale scheme sister. On Long Island. <laughs> scheme sister. <laughs> Just gonna pepper it in there throughout I the podcast. Scheme sisters of the Club ninety six of the Love Island podcast. <laughs> yeah, scheme sisters. Hope everyone's ready for this like cluster whatever tonight. I, just, I feel like if anything, I should have like linked up with Angela ahead of time and been like, okay, here's our secret, <laughs> our secret missions that we have to complete on the podcast and see yeah, if the, the boys catch on. But I obviously bad. just thought of it right now. So all right, now you took me and Mike's thing. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I would die if that were true. I so but great. the thing is, is I fully believe it because Scally has the organizational skills and Mike has the like commitment to a bit. Like they would do it. As I'm looking on my left arm at the tattoo that I have. Also, Lily's here. Apologies. <laughs> this is a dog friendly podcast. They should they should bring animals into the villa. They, they did on um UK. Remember that one time they all had dogs and they had to compete and that one girl had to compete alone because she <laughs> um what was her name? It was one of the bisexual women who mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anyway, going off topic. Yeah, but I mean like she as, had like, to a- compete alone because she was bisexual? No, she she <laughs> coupled up with somebody, but then that person left oh. and she was alone then. Like she coupled up with a woman and then that woman was like, Oh, I don't know, it's not working. Bye. Oh yeah, she she walked, I think. She oh, walked yeah. and she was she had a dog that she was supposed to train with her and she had to like make it do a bunch of tricks on herself by herself and everyone else had partners. On herself. On herself. See <laughs> when I think of animals on reality TV, I think of uh Big Brother Canada four when they had the English bulldogs and the kangaroos. Oh, cute. Oh yeah, I remember that. Weird now. but cute. I always go back to more old school Big Brother to the Ophelia, the the house pig. But it also, I mean, speaking of Big Brother Canada, I think if these two episodes prove anything, especially Were in this we? later stretch, is like these random ass tasks are like the saving grace of the show. Yeah, uh, just because I don't, I don't know what you're getting outside of the Carrington Lake in Laurel stuff. In yeah, I was genuinely laughing during Scheme Sisters. Like it wasn't a joke to me. Yeah, I was taking it very seriously. See, I I liked it because it was a joke to me but you know no, it's each their kidding. own um, <laughs> very much so kidding it was hilarious though so before the scheme sisters is where we did get we we got a little bit of talks ahead of time uh we got carrington and bennett and bennett's like i cannot they were like working out while they were talking during this segment, if I recall correctly. I mean, that's like 90% of the show. Yeah, sounds about out. right. They were just very breathy. I don't know. The, the, <laughs> first episode was, the first episode was all about like people giving their blessings to other, basically people giving their blessing to Bennett because Carrington does it here and then Kirsten's going to do it later, right? Of like, I, I give you my approval to go off and do whatever you want. Uh, so it's, it's, it, that was all about, you know, Carrington gave it here essentially to go after Lakin, which should have probably been like the first sign that Carrington wasn't going to pick her, but not going to stop him from doing some weird sketchy handholding with her later on in the episode. Yeah. Good that he clued in Bennett before he clued in Laurel. <laughs> yeah. Or I guess Lakin too. <laughs> I mean, do any of us understand Carrington? I don't. No, but I did enjoy when the announcer used his name as like a, a verb. I like. I also like toasting tin. Toasting tin, yeah. Confusing tin. Confusing tin. Um, I feel like there was another one they had in the second episode, like indecisive tin or something. Yeah, I'm enjoying those. Those are something fun. along those lines. All, all started when the great Malagori called him Clarington. You know. Uh, it's it all started somewhere obviously they listen to this podcast and that's where it came from 
Well, and it makes sense, actually. Uh, Clarendon stops your eyes from watering, and Carrington is making a lot of people's eyes water by making them cry with his douche bro ways. Long walk to a short joke, I know. I I, I just love how you were like, they're not going to understand what the joke is, so I really need to spell it out. (laughs) It's very much so um, hashtag, what was it? Hashtag hashtag this text will self-destruct in five seconds. (laughs) <laughs> it's a little excessive perhaps that's the tweet that's the tweet that's it that's the tweet because there's no more characters <laughs> just a 240 character hashtag <laughs> um, so the other side of all of that was also laurel and kirsten really like bonding over the whole carrington situation and yeah. i'm like i don't want to talk about it yeah, Laurel's like she's honestly just a very precious little muffin. And yeah, Laurel like, seems doesn't like she time traveled out of like an antebellum movie from the south, and like is trying to make her way in this modern world. And she's getting deceived by men left and right who are not like the genteel Rhett Butler types that were, that she's used to. Yes, but also her eye rolls indicate that she is in fact from the twenty first century. Maybe she's learned. She catches on. Quick. <laughs> I mean, do you think eye rolls didn't exist before? No, I think they did, but I think that they were kept to the. That's yourself. a great question. When was the eye roll invented? It was always here, but Emily Post would say it's, you know, something you keep to yourself. Do you, were cavemen doing eye rolls? I'm sure it's a natural thing. Hmm. So then, when did the eye roll go away, and when did it come back? I don't think it ever went away. I think, I think it, it went like, away with the plague. Okay. Enough. 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 <laughs> Cancelled. Mike were Bloom. Their eyes for different reasons. Then get out of here. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> oh no. So then, uh, basically, Carrington is upset about the whole situation, but is yeah, also like, I, if I there's a bad guy, it. it's me. Yeah, that's the thing. Is that like it is tough. Like I think. With a lot of like the jerky guys out there. I mean, I think said Jane, the white cis male. I mean, I think Jane <laughs> is, like, was the jerkiest person in on the season. I would say from like a blanket perspective, and it's this weird thing where like guys like Carrington like are acting like asses, but they're acknowledging of it. It doesn't make it necessarily better, but it makes you feel a little bit better that at least they know their behavior is reprehensible, as opposed to someone mm-hmm. who's like I'm the good guy in this situation. You know, like something like mm-hmm. James might be earlier on. Yeah, like, I don't think he's wrong in that he's saying that, like, oh, all of the girls are telling Lakin that, like, oh, they would be a good fit and I really see it. But then as soon as Laurel's around, like, nope, you're the asshole. And, like, that's not wrong. But, like, also, you kind of got to deal with it if this is what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, girls are going to girl girl talk, you know? <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, too. Like, it's not about, like, girls and boys. It's about... Nobody wants to be in that awkward situation. Like, people just want to avoid the awkwardness, and it's easier to be like, yeah, Carrington sucks. Especially when you live in a, when you're in a situation where, like, you are living together 24-7. And the girls also don't want to be catty with each other. Like, that could make their lives hell, so they're just going to support each other, and and then it'll be fine. So this, in this case, it seems like it's, like, Laurel and Kirsten versus everyone else sort of being on Team Lakin at the moment. I think that Justine and Sally just walk around just being positive about everything. So if they're having a conversation with Lakin, that's like Lakin's like, oh, I am super into Carrington. They're going to be like, yeah, you guys seem great together. And then five minutes later, if Laurel's like, Carrington's being such a dick, they're going to be like, yeah, he's such a dick. <laughs> like, that's just their vibe. They just are not going to, they're not going to stir it up. They're just going to live there. They're happy. They don't care. They just want to like be pleasant. I mean, to be fair, it's it's tough to tell what Sally is really whose side she's on because she has a bunch of marshmallows crammed in her mouth, oh and so it's God. really tough to hear her to speak. 
Or sing, because she sings a lot. Yes, at all times, she is playing Chubby Bunny. Not just that one <laughs> that time. Salt? Yeah, it's like if you put as many marshmallows in your mouth and you try to say it's Chubby Bunny. You put a marshmallow in your mouth oh. and then you say Chubby Bunny and then you like so continue funny. going to see how many marshmallows it takes until you can no longer say Chubby so Bunny properly. When I was younger, my mom used to just like push my cheeks together so that it was like this and she'd make me say um, rubber baby buggy bumpers. So that's more child abuse. Yeah, I think it might be. Yeah, I'm very troubled about be. that. But I so we're already at? No, everyone was always just like, your cheeks are so cute when I was little. And yeah, we do the same to Asher. So whatever. Pe- yeah, people oh. always said that my cheeks were so cute when I was younger. And then I was like, awesome. But when will they go away? When will they go away? Yeah, they went away around seventh grade when I like hit puberty and, and then they came back again. I was, was going to say, mine never went away and I'm still waiting. I had this like year of my life where I like dropped so much weight. I was like a size zero. I was like looked like anorexic for like a hot second. Then all of a sudden it was like, okay, you hit puberty, you lost weight. Oh, by the way, here are hips. Oh, by the way, here are your cheeks back. Oh, sorry, never mind. Here's the weight. <laughs> it's just like so cruel. That's scary. That sounds, honestly sounds like a scary medical situation. No, I just like shot up really quickly uh, and then like, mm. so it was like one of those puberty situations. Yes, but, you were like a basketball player for a hot sec. I was the tallest girl in the class. I was like feeling my life. Wait, I how tall were you? I was seven like, foot three. No, no, I was like, <laughs> I hit my, my I'm currently five seven and I hit that in like sixth grade. Like it was like I was ready. I was done by then. That's so, so funny because I also am five seven. But I didn't hit it until like ninth grade. So like yeah, end, just, of, like, end of seventh grade, so I was like four foot ten. And then like start of eighth grade, I was like five three, five four. And it was like all the summer. It was very it was very startling. Um <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. And I did a lot of dance when I was younger, too. So it was like, at one moment in my life, I was like, yes, I'm going to be a prima ballerina. And then quickly, my hopes were dashed. Oh, no. See, it wasn't startling for everyone else because we moved that summer. So the people who met me just thought I looked like that. They only knew that five foot three, Kirsten, not four foot ten, Kirsten. They never knew me under five feet. And then the next year it was like five, seven, boom. And then it was like like a rap lyric. Never knew me under five feet. Scheme sisters. Yes, the scheme sisters look. (laughs) And speaking of scheme sisters, I I guess we should explain what that is for the people who are listening to the podcast but not watching the show. Um, so all of the women got secret missions schemes as it were that they need to complete in order to win a prize so they have the list of schemes and everyone got to choose the ones that they wanted uh, so uh, Laurel chose to get a to deflate a floaty in front of the boys and convince a boy to inflate it uh, I thought this was probably one of the harder ones. Like, and I'm not sure it was why also she wanted probably it. the worst executed one because the, it's a pool floaty. It belongs in the pool. Laurel takes the yeah. floaty out, drags it <laughs> yeah. over like, oh, I'm going to lay on this pool floaty naturally on land and very far away from any water. And then, oops, it deflated. Johnny, blow it up. I liked it a lot because she's like, I'm bringing a bed. I'm tired. And it's like there are cushions. <laughs> <laughs> but she brought this this flotation device. Well, uh, I liked how it was like, oh, it's deflating. Oh, no. Let me lay on it for four more minutes until yeah. all of the air comes out. 
And then she goes, Johnny, you're so good at it. Please blow up with exploding. <laughs> Johnny does, and I think you know. The, um, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, Johnny is full of hot air, so that <laughs> help you out. Johnny is sort of like is rocking the rocking the four foot ten Kirsten look, so I think his lungs would be a bit smaller than like a Caleb. And he, um, I guess that the main point about this is that this is a a, not, a pool phony that's meant to be blown up with an air pump. Like, it has one of those yeah, huge I, I, holes. I, I really, like, listen, Johnny is like a chode, and he's done a lot a of crap. Oh my god! My eye. Michael, get out of here! But I do. (laughs) What? Are you back in like high school in 2007? Like, what is going on? First of all, I was in high school in 2007. And second, all this talk about puberty, I guess, sends me you back. You graduated high school in 2007. That's the difference. Um, but I think that, uh, like, I do feel <laughs> kind of bad that he was expected to, to your point, blow up this, like, thing that should be blown up by a machine <laughs> instead yeah. of balloons. Would it have counted if he had used the pump to blow it up? said you had to blow it up with your mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I still think they would let them get away with it. Pool party for everyone. No, like, no, 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 this was the ice cream. Oh, I'm so sorry. I the <laughs> she was thinking about the advertisement for Caesars. I was thinking about the advertisement for Caesars. No, but I feel like this was a very challenging thing for him to have done, having done this over the summer with our son's baby pool, mm-hmm. because we do not have a pump, and they did not give us one because it was a cheap house pool about a Target, but I blew it up with my lungs. Thank you. You're welcome. I think you should, ju- like, the pump is not that it goes on my rest to get. You could just yeah. buy one to use in your car. I I didn't though. Oh, oh my god, that makes me sad. That was a small pool. You should get a pump <laughs> for the future. We will. We will. We will. Don't I also appreciate it when he's like, "I'm getting really lightheaded," and then you see him, and he's just breathing in and out, not exclusively breathing <laughs> yeah, in. It was like a paper bag, yeah, and he was like, like he was, uh, "Hyperventilating." Attack. Yeah. Like you're breathing straight carbon dioxide. <laughs> like it's no like, wonder. Which we all know is very bad for you. Alvin had a great like Jim Halpert look too. Of just like, what the hell is going on? Why did they start the day off like this? Yeah, yeah I guess this was morning, right? Well, I wonder, did they have to go in order of the tasks that were presented? You know, I mean, who I mean, I don't think they showed yeah. them in any specific order, to be honest. Because mm. I would imagine, like, it would be weird for Justine to have to wait until the first three were, atta- were accomplished to then do her weird, like, running around on ecstasy, hugging and kissing everyone. Yeah, that was strange. What was also strange was. Uh, Moira needed to get a boy to feed her grapes. <laughs> and Moira. So she chose this to accomplish. So I just feel so bad for her now. <laughs> she chose to accomplish this by laying on the table with the grapes five were there. five inches away from her face, going, "I need more grapes." And then this is like, like very much the mood of me while I was pregnant, and also currently. <laughs> like there are times when I will just be laying in bed and my water. The bottle still has water in it, but I'll just, I'll like lean over to Mike and be like, I'm just really desperate for water. And so now we've come to the conclusion that every time that I say I'm desperate for water, he has to go refill it for me. It's sort of so. like a, a Pavlovian response. Yeah. Point. So you know what? Props to Moira. She got it done. Yeah, but it was the most pathetic thing I've ever seen in quite some time. Are you calling me pathetic? Um, no. Wait, no. Did you not see when she wanted to talk to Bennett just a few days ago? That was more pathetic than this. That is fair. She just it's can't hot. get it together. Like, it's She's, not even I the just, most pathetic thing Moira did. 
<laughs> I love the zoom out where she's like, please, someone help me. And all like 15 <laughs> Islanders are just staring at her. <laughs> like, What's happening? <laughs> like the plan is obviously put the grapes like on the counter. Like, you can be like, oh, can you hand me the grapes? And then when they bring them over to you, just like put your hands behind your back coyly and be like, nah, and like open Plus, your mouth. Like, oh, you know, my like, God. Like oh you had an opportunity literally in the palm of your head with can with Calvin. Like he is such a puppy for her. At this point, like she, no, but he's playing it cool. Uh, well, uh, uh, he could just she could just be like, instead of Caleb, who probably choked her at a certain point by shoving half a thing of grapes down her throat, he thought she yeah, wanted to play Chubby Bunny. Them. He didn't take them off the stem, so I she had three he, grapes in the stem in her mouth. He just wanted her to shut up. He did, yeah. <laughs> Caleb is all about that. Like, just get out of here. He's too real for that. Oh no! Uh, so then we got uh, Justine had to kiss every boy in the villa. They love her that was so much, much less salacious than I. I was. I was very nervous because, of course, like everyone, we love Justine and Caleb. And I'm like, oh my god, is she gonna have to go around and kiss everybody on the lips? But no, it was, if that would rock their more so solid like, relationship, Michael. I don't know. How but, dare you? But it was more like she was like, I don't know, like uh, Belle in Beauty and the Beast, just like walking around giving everyone a nice good morning kiss. Does Belle do that in Beauty? I like. I don't think. Oh. The references are not it's not working. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Michael. Um I was hoping one of the single girls would go for that task yeah. and be like, okay, really? they're I gonna try and really time on that one. Yeah, like they're gonna try and do it. I did enjoy Justine doing it though when she went in the, the confessional booth yeah, with Johnny. Johnny. Johnny's like, Are you supposed to be in here? It's just like, no, probably not. And she's just like giggling. Like, if anything was going to give it away, it was Justine in that moment. She like couldn't keep it together. I mean, give it away is a weird term because like, I think everyone knew that something mm-hmm. was up, but I don't think they could be like, oh, there's a specific mission where they must accomplish this set of tasks. To, you know, Well, succeed. if they had seen the show before, they would have known that. That's true. Did they do this last time in the U.S.? I can't remember. I don't know if they did it in the U.S. Mm, I, don't I don't think so, but also I can't remember because everything was so boring I don't year. even. I didn't even finish last season, last year's season. I couldn't do yeah, it. Last season was essentially like, except for the Carol of it all, essentially was like a cast full of Moira's Oh, mm-hmm. no, Moira is more exciting than most of the yeah, people. It's true. <laughs> Actually, and she's like I, I find her like engaging in a very strange way these days. Mo- yeah, Moira is one of those people you just like can't look away from sometimes. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> and ever since like since I've like created my theory that she's like a mastermind, I am like watching her extra closely. You know, honestly, I do see that like she has like there's something behind the eyes. And I think that's why she um why she lost it when America said she was like mm-hmm. two faced. She was like, they know. <laughs> they know. Hell yeah. They exposed me. <laughs> oh God. Uh there was also so Lakin chose to do uh convince a boy who isn't your partner to give you a cuddle in bed. Uh, also Lakin didn't choose this. If you recall, Lakin very she specially says like oh, they gave me this one. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I actually got assigned that. something else. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what she kept saying. Yeah, 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 exactly. Do you think there was a hierarchy where, like, they're like seniority? Like, okay, new girls, you get. These I think tests. it was whoever spoke up first because, like, Laura was like, "Oh, I'll do that," and then I think just Lincoln didn't say anything, so she got the cuddle in bed one. So, which I feel like it made total sense for her to take it because she could easily accomplish this. But then, could she? Because I don't think that what happened counted as a cuddle. It was what, so it was a, a, a hug and then a rotation of like 90 degrees and that counts as a cuddle. And Carrington is like, 
I don't understand what she's doing. I mean, I'm about it, but I don't understand what it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm hot AF about it, but why are you doing this right yeah. now? <laughs> oh, no. Um, all right. Well, yeah. Then we had um, Julia had to uh, spill a glass of water onto a boy's crotch, and she dumps her whole water bottle all over him, and he's just like, oh, hey. <laughs> I like that she plays like she was yeah. casually unscrewing the bottom yeah, of her water. Bottom. She always <laughs> does that. <laughs> She's like, oh my god, the bottom opens up and then she'd like I don't know, Maybe she could say that she was new. Like, oh, it's my second day here. I don't know how these water bottles work. They're like, but who is I, this? I don't recognize you. Who are you? They're like, are you okay? You don't know how a water bottle works? To, her, to Kirsten's point, though, I think if you ever need a sign of how like the male species takes any action as some sort of measure of flirtation, no matter how platonic it is. Look at Calvin, who got water spilled all over his crotch and took that as flirting with him for some reason. Yeah, yeah I think Calvin's are- so starved for flirting, though. Mm-hmm. It's just like any interaction. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> someone's talking to me. Yeah, his freckles just light up. Ugh. You should have coupled up with the water. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she's coming mm, with this bottle of water no well at least the bottle of water is wet no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyways to be fair I do think we were all thinking I we was were like, like I'm trying not to say it and then I was like they'll you're just hoping Mike would say it along. It'll, we'll get past it and then I was like we're not moving past it I guess I must say it uh, <laughs> what I'm coupling up with is thirst quenching uh, gives me life so I'm coupling up with this water bottle. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> good stuff. Then the last one that we see is Selly has to get the boys to all dive into the pool, uh, which is a perfect one for Selly to get since she's been like the acrobatics <laughs> and aerobics Correct. and everything instructor this summer. Uh, so they all dive in. We never saw it's- Kirsten's task. Do we remember what it was? Because I don't. I don't, oh no I don't know maybe she didn't accomplish it but they like scratched it you know yeah wait what was her ta- I really have no I'm idea her task was, I'm assuming her task was to purposely leave Love Island and that's why she told <laughs> Bennett that she didn't, he didn't need to pick her it definitely sounds like something that they would do um, when the audience really likes someone tell them to leave <laughs> with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, so um, then they win an ice cream social because hmm. they accomplish their tasks. I think you mean they win 
popsicles, popsicles in a cart because <laughs> yeah. that ice cream is not popsicles. We were quite upset by that. It, it was probably one of the more glaring moments of the episode for us because we're very into ice cream and we were talking about how this is kind of lame but also probably the best thing they've won. And then they wheel out a popsicle cart and it was just really sad. I don't discriminate against ice cream treats and popsicles. Wow. No, I was expecting like full scoopers, some toppings. Yeah, like some sprinkles. Yeah, like, yeah all of that would melt so fast. They're on a rooftop in Vegas in a heat wave. As yeah. opposed to popsicles? What? Yeah, at least a popsicle, though. Popsicle starts melting. It's like easy to take care of. If you've got like all of this they ice cream out serving, I don't think it would be good. No, no, I no, think no, that no. they would oh, do it wrong and it would melt oh. everywhere. And it'd be no, I can't. I, ice cream provides so many toppings that can be also be used in a romantic fashion. Yeah, right? whipped like, cream alone. Like you could, you know, they're going to spray each other with chocolate sauce and whipped cream and caramel and everything. <laughs> what like, a weird wet dream are you referring to? <laughs> well, Alvin and his water bottle would like to say something about spray each other with chocolate sauce <laughs> and caramel. I'm sorry. I was going to say caramel stood out as the one that I wasn't so sure. I really am not a big chocolate person like in my childhood I hated chocolate and now I'm like eh on it but like no I'm not doing that for you ever sorry <laughs> well listen I wouldn't either but I think these people like there have been many many a time when they, I'm like I'm pretty sure that was one of the truth or dare things that has come up mm-hmm. umpteen times on these shows Ugh, I hate when people feed each other whipped cream out of the can what too. about grapes gross. grapes are fine whipped cream gross it's like blah. I um the way that Mike said caramel there just made me think of Big Brother Twelve. Oh God, yeah, that's, <laughs> Did he say it uh, weird? That would be that would be a way for uh, that'd be a task. That should be actually be a Love Island task. It's like sexually make your way through this like leaden caramel. Mike, Mike would be like, I'm covered in the caramel. I'm ready to go, and then he would lay down for a second and get adhered to the turf. Like exactly. <laughs> Especially in Vegas, ew. <laughs> Yeah, that's how someone dies, like from heat stroke after being adhered to the. T- <laughs> it's like tar and feathering, but after like caramel. caramel. <laughs> oh, oh no! That should, they should do that next season. Is like uh, one of the you know hey sh- stripping challenges would be like an ice cream challenge where you become the Sunday. <laughs> Very creative, but I I'm, think not. honestly, I'm a little worried about Mike. <laughs> and also, fine. by extension, Angela. Angela, are you safe? I'm safe. I did give him a sip of my sangria and he's quite a light. Yeah, a sip of sangria and <laughs> I like Alvin with that straw. He doesn't drink a lot. So. <laughs> I think I'm we, kidding. We're oh, fine. This is, he's just in prime form. He's probably trying to show off for me or something. Oh, yeah. I want you to notice me. Mm-hmm. Well, I just looked over. <laughs> she just literally just looked down as I said, I want you to notice. <laughs> well, Angela, if you need help, just like blink twice or I'll, something. Yeah, you'll definitely see it. <laughs> Um, so we get a Bennett and Lakin conversation finally. Uh, and it's really great because Bennett has all the information and Lakin doesn't. So also, he's like, I'm into I you. just want to say that I think that Bennett is very attractive in a very, very strange way. Like if I was a like in my eighth grade scene days, then it would have been <laughs> very much so top of the charts for me. Uh, um, well, he is tall, which I think would you yeah, would do, match up I naturally. I do like tall people, but um, <laughs> like I don't know. I just think he's very attractive. But also, they have zero chemistry. Him and Lakin, mm-hmm. like oh. he doesn't have chemistry with anybody in this villa, and like least of all Lakin. Yeah, I also think that Bennett is attractive. I just wish he would take out that dangly earring. Oh, I, oh, I, I love it. I am living for the cross. No, like, would you rather him take out the dangly one or yeah, or the crucifix one? I mean, I would rather there be no like I. I'm not an earring person. I think I just, ears are gross, 
Um, and so I don't hmm. like anything that draws attention to ears. Um, it's a thing about myself that I'm, my, maybe I'm telling people on a podcast for the first time. Um, but I think they're really gross. And so I'm automatically, it's like a turnoff for me if a guy has earrings because I'm like, ugh ears i don't like earrings i think when guys have like studs i'm like really not into that but for some reason his little dangling crucifix during the during rose ceremony where am i during the coupling up ceremony was right on point i don't know he looked like a christian rock loved it very into it (laughs) it was cool i liked it that is the wildest take uh christian singer i i just i don't even yeah, know i didn't think that i, I would don't say that actually know. makes me less attracted to him now that you've said that but whatever i mean is the cross upside down or right side up that that's totally so a matter to know black cross well, hanging from his yeah, ear could be a satanist band singer You're which totally is actually interested. which is very good that's very good like if anybody doesn't somehow know what mike looks like go look at pictures of him on social media and then listen to his wife talk about how attracted to listen, someone in like looked, a satanic band guy exactly like bennett the satanist no my summer. type is like my type is tall and geeky and gangly like let's be honest but if i'm talking about somebody on love island like that's a completely different story you know? Oh, I know. I'm I'm just being a brat. It's fine. Also, Angela said that Lakin like reminds her of Paris Hilton. Oh, like, yeah. Paris Hilton oh. Energy. Oh. oh, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Or this is a very, very niche reference, and I don't know if either of you will get it, but she reminds me of Lauren Iconetti, Ashley Iconetti's sister from The Bachelor. I do know it. I would have to look her up, though. Yeah, so she was... um. Only the only reason I like know what she looks like is I follow her on social media, but um, she was on one season of Bachelor in Paradise. Like she I, brought her sister with her. I feel like she has the personality pair something, but she looks so much like oh. Ashley. Oh, she looks I, just she like. She does Lauren look like Lauren. Lauren. I very much see it. That's yeah, but like, I think like, and they have the same type of voice. It's a little bit um, like nasally, a little bit like forced, um, <laughs> a forced voice. No, it is. She's putting on like a voice. Like I, I doubt like, she always talks. Um, it, it seems like she's really like talking with her, like in her head, yeah. not in her throat. Yeah. And like, this what is you the think voice that good. she uses when she's talking to men. So she seems like different. <laughs> she does sound like Johnny running out of air as he tries to blow up. A yeah, I feel like she's using like head voice, not like throat voice. Well, that's more attractive, right? Is it? Because I don't think I've ever done no. that before in my Me life neither. until right now. <laughs> I, well, I don't even know how. That, so you guys all just heard it. Which sounds no. better for me? Is it my normal voice? There's the same. Talk They're the like same. this. No, diaphragm is sexy. <laughs> I like when your mic messes up and we get deep voice Kirsten. It's my voice. It, oh, I was scared that my mic was messing up again and you wouldn't no. tell me because I know that you would fully <laughs> not tell me and then it would be yeah. a whole podcast of deep voice Kirsten. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to go pick up the dog. We're talking about DBK, deep voice person. <laughs> that is what we call it on my so stream. Mic. About my, did you come up with that? No, I just came up with it. Yeah, of course. He constantly is making acronyms out of everything. It's very. No, but I just I want Mike to know that on my streams on Twitch, when my mic does that and puts me into deep voice, Kirsten, my chat goes DVK, DVK. Oh, like that's already. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That, you said an acronym. I was like, of course you came up with it. <laughs> he, well, he did thing. because he didn't know, but no, I it also was already a thing. 
Uh, so, sorry, back to Bennett and Lakin. Lakin's like, yeah, I haven't gotten an answer from Carrington, so I guess I'm interested in you. These two guys they didn't come into a good situation. I feel like it's more like, mm, you're definitely my second choice, but if Carrington doesn't give me an answer later, then I'll come back to you. But I enjoy how in the next episode, she's telling Carrington and she's telling Bennett, like, you were the top of my list. And she's like telling Carrington, I did not want to, to be around you, but then liked you. And now I know that you're shit. So Bennett, it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a feeling that Bennett and Lakin will not be, uh, you know, making it through. No, long you think? <laughs> no, unless I don't know, unless he gets his like Satanist cult to vote him. I, I don't think they're making it past fifth place. He's not a Satanist. How big do you think a Satanist cult would be? I don't know, like 600 people? 666 people? (laughs) No. (laughs) It's like five people in a basement. Be serious. I do not have a Satanist cult. I'm just. (laughs) Angela does, and it's five people in her basement. (laughs) I don't have a basement. We should probably let them out. That sounds like a very informed take. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) No. JK. (laughs) JK. In better news, we get some Justine and Caleb content. Uh, uh, not a moment. I'm, I I was a little nervous for them coming into this week with like the push for a Ugh, popular vote, but I feel like gross. these two episodes like were all about them, which is great. I mean, Dean. Yeah, I've been worried because I feel like they kind of took a back seat, and I think that uh, maybe they finally heard us and started highlighting them a lot more in these two. Well, and with the hideaway vote, I mean. I think that everyone else is probably on the same page. Yeah. As and it also now. helps that like the Selly and Drami, dr- the Drami. Drami. Oh <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to call them Drami from now on. But the, that, that whole situation is now like resolved. We had the whole girlfriend proposal. So like there's not much story to eke out of them outside of like them talking about going on coffee dates later on. So it seemed like they could really now take the time to focus on like, oh yeah, Justine and Caleb are sort of like that old reliable car that was there the entire time but we were focusing on like you know the stuff that required more attention but was more flash in the pan you know how to drive <laughs> like what was that analogy it's so funny because yeah, I was thinking the same thing I was just like said the person who has no idea what's inside of a car <laughs> like, I'm assuming an engine <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming an engine I'm assuming a few seats maybe perhaps some, some wheels perhaps a steering wheel, maybe some tires. <laughs> yeah, I can think of like the podcasting world so much like There's dirt on Mike Flynn's history with cars. You can like, use your feet to run. <laughs> yeah, like the Flintstones, yeah. exactly. That's I learned everything I learned in life. I learned from the Flintstones. Let's just say that I'm the handy one in the in the family. And I'm the footy one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which I used to run my car. <laughs> anyway, so back to Justine and Caleb. Um it's actually like a very sweet, like deep conversation where Justine talks oh. about being born in the Congo and how they left when there was war. She doesn't really remember. I will say there that it's a little strange that this is the first time she's brought it up because mm-hmm. I was a very certain that he already knew about all this. I had the same thought and I'm like, was this cut from earlier? Yeah, <laughs> Maybe. exactly. It was like actually episode four it material. It seemed like a, like a conversation they were like the way they were having the conversation was like, let's learn about each other. And I was just like, I feel like they know this. Already. Yeah, even besides that, like they start talking about their siblings and yeah, I agree. You think that would be like a conversation number three or four topic instead of what, like 60 at this point. 
Yes, but I will take any Jaleb content that I can get, and I Mm -hmm. will take it happily. Uh, Yeah, I'm not complaining about it showing up here, but I do get the sense. Like, the way that they were interacting made it seem like that they were more comfortable with each other, but the conversation content definitely seemed like an early days conversation. Well, and the thing, too, though, is that they always have seemed very comfortable together, like, from the moment they coupled up. Yeah, So it's easy to slot, like, conversations in at different times. And so, to me, this is an indication that production is understanding what the audience likes at this point and is actually giving them more. Yeah, or somebody was like, can you just reiterate that conversation that you guys had earlier in the season? Just, like, rehash it. (laughs) Like, some sort of production. Disparate ages in your siblings. It is wild that her sisters are like much older than her and Caleb has a nine-year-old sister. Yeah, I was going to say, I find it much more wild that Caleb has a a Mm nine-year-old sibling considering I think he's like 24 or something. It's a big gap. Yeah, Yeah, I'm just thinking like personally if I were to have another child and it would be, yeah, no, no, that's not happening. (laughs) If I were to, like if Asher was Caleb and or Asher, yeah, Asher's Caleb and like we had another baby, like no thanks. Mm-mm. Yeah, that that's a big gap. I know my dad's How do you go back? Like 16 years older or something, and he that's would always tell he would tell everyone that he, she was secretly his mom. Oh my god. And she would get so mad. So yeah. Oh my god. Well that honestly that's just very tells funny, us more like, about no. you than anything. Like that's no wonder you're so mischievous. <laughs> wow, we're talking about a scheme sister. Mean, meanwhile, my scheme sister used to tell everyone she was adopted. I used to tell everyone my sister was adopted, like, but that's because she's I, well, that's, like a little bit crazy. You would think that she would be like, yeah, my sister's adopted. She's not part of this family. But no, she would be like, I'm adopted. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. more insulting to your family, I think. I just, I mean, I, I guess it's fair enough. It's, I don't know. She looks exactly like our dad. That's what I was, and like, does she look like you? I was going to ask. I don't even know. We definitely look like family. Like there is a resemblance, but like she has, her hair is darker than mine and she has like brown eyes and like actually can get a tan without Mm. Burning unfamiliar. Up. It's just not familiar not to me. That the balloons know about. No siree. (laughs) (laughs) No siree. <laughs> I showed Mike for the first time uh, the movie Notting Hill. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the, the film. Julia Roberts, Hugh Grant, Flick. Are you familiar? I, Maybe. I, 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 I actually have to expose myself. I haven't seen um, Notting Hill. I know, I know that it's exactly like I it's just, my like, shit. I know that yeah. it is, but I'm oh, just really God. busy rewatching Legally Blonde and 10 Things I Hate About You Until I Die. Choices, good choices. I I would just say that there is a moment where Hugh Grant says "whoopsie daisies" yeah. and she makes fun of him pretty excessively for it because that's crazy. Nobody says that. That adds. That's kind of like in Legally Blonde, where she calls him a butthead, and he goes, "I don't call him butthead." Yeah, a long time. I use that term a lot actually because I don't butthead. curse that much. I'm not like a big curser, so I'll be like, "You butthead." Anyway. Back on track, right? <laughs> I love that. Anyways, I don't think anybody ex- like anyone who had listened to the uh, the too hot to handle coverage, which I'm assuming everyone who listened to that is also listening to this. Um, they know what they're getting into with this podcast, and they are loving it. I can already tell. If they don't. Then like, Sorry. welcome. Hi, nice to meet you. We're insane. Um, 
Enjoy. Sorry, we have to get back to talking about Bennett and Julia, the most interesting couple in the villa. I hate. I, you know what sucks though? I think Julia is like the most attractive person at this point that came into the villa. Her and her and Kirsten, I think, are like top of my list. Obviously, mm-hmm. Justine is the queen, so like whatever. She's she's a, she's a notch above the rest. Yeah, like not the rest of the court. I just found Julia so pretty and I was just like amazed that everyone went for Lakin instead. I thought that Calvin was going to go for her because he looks like Archie and she kind of looks like Veronica and then Moira could be the Betty and then it like really is a whole thing. Wow. That's how couples are decided. Oh, and Johnny is the Gargoyle King. (laughs) Don't get spoilers. I I watched one episode to be on Kirsten and Mary's podcast. Thank you very much. I think I watched that with you and had to explain a few things. Jailhouse Rock (laughs) is in football game. Uh, Yes, I got you to watch my favorite episode of Riverdale where they experience the trials and defeats the highs and lows of high school football in prison. So So who do we think, like, I guess now that everyone has sort of gone through in retrospect, because I think to your point, Angela, I think that Julia could have been someone that like, I mean, Lakin could have been someone that caused a bit of drama as well. Is there anyone in retrospect that like you would have switched with those two girls in the... What do you mean? Like like somebody Yeah, I feel like they would have been good fits for Casa more. Like they might have had a better shot in that twist than some of those women did. Yeah, because like Cher, for example, like she did all right, but like she was fairly or Gigi. It's Cher came into the house from like to the villa from Casa Amor, but then couldn't really back anything up. And I think that if Julia or Lakin had been there, they would have been able to maybe make it last a little bit more after coming in. Exactly. Yeah, they would have been like not as bored with the whole situation, well, especially with Julia, because like if you're trying to to ship Julia and Calvin, Calvin was the one who brought Cher in mm-hmm. when he and Moira were sort of like uh, on the off of the on off relationship. I just still don't understand why Bennett went for Lakin and not Julia. I just don't see Bennett with. Lakin I think at they all. hadn't talked really. Like I think I that we know. might have seen only this conversation because it was the only time they ever talked. <laughs> Perhaps, but I just I shipped them more aesthetically. You just have it out for a blonde woman. I see how it What is. are you talking about? <laughs> blonde, thank you very much. You're I was like, literally telling you three days ago how much Asher I was obsessed with blondes. You're not Asher. <laughs> I'm not, but I did send you shampoo in the mail that's specifically for that's blondes. So. Dead. Angela was very helpful in smuggling skincare that's not FDA approved <laughs> in Canada to me. Which yeah, it was really probably well. like one of the highlights of the of the summer. Was being able to send you a little care package. It was so cute. And it sucked she, though because I couldn't find anything. Like I was like in Target, like trying to buy things for her. Like I found her a little mask. And, like, yeah, she sent me a mask and it's really cute. And it's definitely the cutest mask I have. She sent me samples from Sephora. I was expecting nothing. I was expecting just send me the same old box that they sent with nothing. No, like that's no, great. No. I don't even yeah, care. I don't need anything. And when there, when there was yeah. a face mask. I almost cried because I was like, someone is thinking about me. That's so nice. You you love your skincare. It's important to you. Right. I do. Yeah. Uh, And what are we talking about? (laughs) Something Uh, that's almost as important as skincare. Uh, Laurel and Carrington. (laughs) Because they have to follow up on the conversation they had the other day, which was, again, not a conversation, but Carrington actually trying to have a conversation and Laurel being like, ugh rolling her eyes and that kind of thing. 
I will say it's a little rude that they played big girls don't cry underneath it. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's a, that's a little too editorializing. I mean, it's probably one of the songs they can afford. I don't they know. They can afford any song. song. They've that's yeah, true. That's they, true. they have such like iTunes ADD that they are playing 10 second snippets of song, especially during the recoupling. It's yeah. Like a, a different song for each announcement. And I will say that this, you guys were talking about this, I think like last week or something where you were saying like, this is where you get your, your like new music from. Mm-hmm. I will say this is where the best covers come from, though. There are some like mm-hmm. killer bops. Except they had the one. scariest cover of Toxic, though. A couple they did have a But I think by far, bar none, best one, number one with a bullet, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. <laughs> yeah, I, I yep. was going to cue that up at the recoupling. It was like the weirdest thing I like. The Kill only me. worst twinkle. cover of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star yeah, happened on Big Brother this summer. Head. I was going like, to say the only worse cover of Toxic happened with Will Schuster and all his kids on Glee. Oh, Lord. Oh, hey, Lord. That one, but here's the thing. That version of Toxic sounded good. It was just really, really creepy. Yeah, this one was cool. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that like, one was creepy from maybe a weird. predatory perspective. <laughs> this was creepy from, like, a spoopy perspective. No, this one was creepy from, why are we doing this? This is a nursery rhyme. Why oh, no, I'm talking about Toxic. talking about Toxic, no, Mike. We've moved on. It's it is bloom. Toxic, is toxic not a nursery rhyme for you guys? It is spoopy oh season, guys. Spoopy. I'm so happy you know that. Oops. Spoopy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've had my whole sangria, so we're I in it. Know, I we're love it. You're your leg on the chair that I'm, yeah, I'm sitting like, in. I'm lounging. <laughs> she's legitimately reclining right now, holding a mic free hand. Like she's a damn DJ at 11 a.m. kicking it back. Well, Michael, you know what you have to do. You have to feed her grapes. That's true. All right, let me get desperate for water. I might be crying right now. (laughs) Sisters. Um. So, Scally, sorry, we got lost in this Laurel Carrington confrontation. Can you can you bring us back? No, I was going to say, I like when Carrington's talking to her and he's like, I'm so confused. You're literally the perfect girl, but I really need to figure this out. It's like, mm, I don't think that you're using perfect correctly here, maybe. I don't know. Like, what is his he, career again? Is he a salesperson? He's a salesperson. Yeah, there it is. I still yeah. cannot get over Carrington saying that Lakin had a unique look. Like I can't stop thinking about it. Like literally, the tears are coming again. (laughs) Big girls don't cry. They do, and they are. (laughs) No, I, I, a hundred percent wrote that. Was like the one note I took was he said that she had a unique look. So does a giraffe. Yeah, like like no, but also she does not. A giraffe actually is unique. Like has a strange animal. Her hair is like she is a blonde white uh, woman with like Hillary Duff haircut and like fillers and lip injections. She does have a bit, yes. Very. I mean, I'm not saying she's not attractive. She's a very pretty. No, she's stunning, but she's not like she's not unique. She's not one of the people where you'd be like she's attractive, but not in a conventional way. Like you'd be like Like, she is is conventionally attractive. She's beautiful. There's nothing wrong with the way she looks. It's just like. That's like, what I would say about Moira too. Like I think she's very pretty, but she's totally a girl next door. And it's like there are types, and it's she's not unique. 
Yeah. Um, anyway, I mean, in the villa, Moira is kind of unique. None of the others have the girl next door vibe. Yeah, that's why. Honestly, like the first episode, I was like, oh, I love Moira and I love James. I was like, they're so great together because they're both like real looking. And then like you thought James was real looking. I thought he was like not your typical casting. Oh in my Mama god! Lord. I was. I knew he that James was going to be red hair because of how attractive he was. He is attractive, though, right? He's like very cute. So like, it I, is trouble. It is the thing though. He's cute, and he's like, yes, he's, he has like pecs or whatever. But like, he's not like a Carrington. He's not a Bennett. He's not like a a Johnny or a Caleb. That it's like they're just like hot people. Mm. I feel like James had that sort of like more of like the cutesy vibe going on but too. I think what you were hoping for James came out with Caleb who I think straddles yes, that like looks and personality dichotomy. He's so funny. I love him. He is definitely the best man period. He wins. In my- <laughs> and I mean of all men not just in love I Sorry. <laughs> well um, I couldn't measure up. We're already married. Get over it. I don't know. Apparently, you're going to go for Bennett and join his Satan society after this. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you not know? Well, I guess I'll join the five in the basement. (laughs) The five in the basement. You guys have your hall pass lists, and that's nobody else's business. Yeah, we. That's fine. Um, Uh Scheme sisters. (laughs) But speaking of (laughs) Bennett. So Bennett and Kirsten talk and Kirsten's like, I don't even want to move forward as friends. Yeah, is she like is she like is this like a like a pseudo quit basically? Because this is the only guy who had a chance to pick her and she's like, Yeah, you're fine picking somebody else. Yeah, I to be fair, I feel like she should have just left at this point. Like I'm not sure if the US Love Island works much differently than the UK Love Island, but they're able to leave whenever they want in the UK. Are they not able to do that here? Like do they have there's not a lot there's not a lot else going on outside of the villa so would take my days there it's a different time (laughs) yeah what she should have done is just uh coupled up with one of the new guys at casa amor uh but she didn't and she should have done that kirsten she loves carrington well, Carrington and her have fundamental differences that are just not going to work out. Carrington, thanks, Kirsten, for the experience at the end of it all. So it's all, it's all the, the flame the is still tingled, like, apparently. The experience, like, with, like, under the sheets, right? I'm, I'm oh, okay. but I'm... Uh, <laughs> do you want to bring up that a lot of these people are having conversations where they're saying where they live and how those places are different and then not ending the conversation with okay, that might be a challenge for us, but with, okay, well, we'll see. Like, hey, I find that very visit? alarming. <laughs> yeah, when you visit. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'll visit once. Okay, good. So That's strange good to me. I, I, think, I think it's tough because, like, I don't know, maybe this is where also, like, the part of appealing yourself to America comes in. Like, mm. I think fudge it a little bit, right? And be yeah, like, oh, I, I totally want to make this work. We'll talk later about, like, the But that's pool. not what they say. No, the post I come up with, with uh, Carrington and Laurel later is, like, bluntly honest. Yeah, like, they're like, well, mm. we're not going to be boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh, we don't need to be exclusive, but if it happens to fall into our laps, okie dokie. Uh, and I'll visit Alabama once, and you'll visit Utah maybe three times, and that's it. It's generous. Wait, he lives in Utah? He does. I think oh, Salt Lake City, because he says he would never move away from a major city. Yeah. And Salt Lake City is famously a massive metropolis. <laughs> 
It's not a massive metropolis, but I do actually hear quite good things about it. Like it's mm-hmm. almost like a Seattle type environment. Like oh, very wait, like, now trendy. It why it's like Carrington- Seattle, but Mormon. Yeah, that Mormon, makes yeah. so much sense now why Carrington has so many partners. He's it's actually Mike. <laughs> like is as Mormon as people think it is, but I can't. You can't. I just scared it. I skated right on by it. Just ignored I, it. Oh Ooh, my God. God. And I okay. Yeah, well, learn to live with anyways, it. <laughs> there's a recoupling, and it is a boy's choice. And Calvin picks Moira because they're in love now. Oh, I love, I love this as the king of apparently bad analogies. I love this book analogy. <laughs> Just, I love that he's picking first as if they're like the most established couple. Yeah, exactly. Well, all they are. Later on, they have a conversation where she's just like, I just feel so connected to you and I'm so happy that we're together. E- even during our time apart, I felt like I, um, yeah. and now we're happy. Like, I'm still thinking of you, even when we were spending time apart, even when we were still in the villa and we were not together, I was yeah, thinking of you. Exactly. Really- they're picking first, not because they're more established, but because they have less options than everyone else. So, like, no one else is actually going to conflict with them. So that's where you go put them first. Um, I also love that he calls her Miss Moira. That just sounds he does really hard. Miss Moira! See being, like, a little bit fetishist about that kind of stuff. For he never sure. got out of the butler role that Johnny put him in for the proposal. Thank you, waiter. I choose Moira. She is quite a gal. She will take me up and I'll be out. He said, let's go to Pops and get some milkshakes. Exactly. He did say that. Um, then, okay, then Johnny picks Sally. Then we get the most iconic moment mm-hmm. of Caleb choosing Queen Justine, and he says, Thank you for helping me become a better man. I can't wait to get to the next chapter in a very, very, very long story. You make me feel like the luckiest man in the world. I, the girl I pick is Queen Justine. I very much enjoy that he calls her Queen Justine, and I demand that you now call me Queen Angela from you now on. You got it, QA. Uh, <laughs> you're not QA! <laughs> yeah oh I no think that's already a thing mike um I'll anyways the acronyms are too much <laughs> q angela oh no <laughs> well it's so it's just funny because my mom will be like well now that you have a baby you're a queen not a princess and i was like okay thought i was always a queen but here we are <laughs> just, just princesses show that like really at any age you can still be a princess I am a queen. Oh, you're a queen. Sorry, I forgot which way you want to go by. I'm just royalty. It's fine. And I'm a little desperate. No. For water. water. There you go. You to water. That's so cute. Marriage, y'all. I'm a little desperate. That's the name of your autobiography. Honestly, being in love sounds exhausting. It is. In the best way. Um, so we got Carrington picking Laurel, Bennett picking Lakin. But Here's- he says that he he felt his spirit jump the first time he like had a conversation with her, which is such a weird. Is metaphor. she a witch? Maybe she. That's why he's into her. Mm-hmm. She's like a. a yeah, and that's why he's a satanic cult. She's a witch. I feel like maybe they do have more things in common. It's spoopy season, everyone. Spoopy couple. Hashtag Team Spoopy. Team Spoopy. I'm into it. 
I can get behind that. I mean, honestly, someone being a witch makes me like them more as a fellow same, witch. Same. I'm into it. We went and got our tattoos done, and mm-hmm. the tattoo parlor is amazing. It's, oh, it's she so, just so opened crazy. it, but it's like all painted in black, and she has like this like very like Wiccan vibe mm-hmm. going on. So there's like there's eucalyptus of, hanging from the ceiling. There was a fox head staring at us as we walked in. <laughs> it was amazing, and literally in. 10 years when I feel comfortable going back to America, you're taking me to the tattoo parlor. It was awesome. It was really Yeah, and the awesome. girl we had was actually somebody that we weren't supposed to have because the someone who did my other tattoo owns the parlor and she is like nine months pregnant and just like couldn't do it. So we got super lucky and got this like really amazing artist. So yeah, and when I told her the story of why my tattoo exists, she like approached it with a straight face, which honestly is <laughs> like the, the past market for me. She was also pretty chatty, <laughs> which was good. She'd actually look at me and she goes, oh, is this your band yes yes his oh. Band. oh can you imagine if mike was in a band yeah i guess i could he sings i he feel like piano. he would be in an acapella group oh my oh, god <laughs> i am sending you a track you after we hang up don't even know i'm sending you a track <laughs> asap for you to <laughs> listen to singing fireflies by the meal <gasps> don't spoil it Ooh. not fireflies oh we yes. love a 2009 vibe that I, I mean to be sing. fair i think it was 2009 2010 when, yeah so like <laughs> yeah no uh, it like last year no this was like oh i thought it was from yesterday and now i'm disappointed <laughs> no. no this is my college acapella group no the only music we do now is like um me singing with my parents band <laughs> oh that's I'm actually quite great talented i can't really <laughs> um, i need i will find it to you and send it to you because it is i can't wait it's everything that you've ever needed this is incredible yeah, use it as the outro music. <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I, I yes. just, the, fa- the idea of using outro music means that I would have to edit something into this podcast <laughs> and I'm not willing to do that. You know what? Fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then, uh, Scally, what did you think of the, like, Kirsten Carrington goodbye? Um, It was kind of brief i guess i don't know it was a little awkward but like what were you to expect from kirsten who's been pretty hung up on him the entire time saying that like from day one she was here for carrington and i do like kirsten saying like and then now i'm rooting for him in laurel and that says a lot about my character like okay (laughs) yeah kirsten was definitely that person person yeah, she was definitely that person that walks out of that reality show, right? It's like, I'm the true winner, right? It's like, I left with my head held high. <laughs> this is who I'm rooting for. I mean, good on her. Then I, I don't know. Uh, they can't all be the the Laurens, right? The ones that go out like super fiery and dramatic. But I also feel if she feels OK with her experience, considering how long she was there for and that she got clipped right before the end, then I, I have to be happy for her. I mean, she was never yeah. winning. I think the yeah exactly and she was just mm-hmm. also miserable because she was like in, obsessed with Carrington and I'm not sure why yeah I don't I don't get it but oh right it's on iTunes <laughs> what <laughs> just look up the Muhlenberg dynamics uh, yeah, oh what's, my what's god it's called the Muhlenberg dynamics motion to vote <laughs> alright motion to vote <laughs> oh, several albums my can I god. share this Oh, also the yes, I can. I a grandpa space shuttle. There's the performance of me doing the rap part of Feel Good, Comma Inc. by the monk, not the monkey. Actually, you're quite good at that one. Oh, thank by, you. Did you just say by the monkeys? 
No, I almost said the monkeys, but there is a monkey character in the band, the gorillas. Yeah. Um. I just sent you the whole album, Kirsten. But, <laughs> you just sent her my God bless. Now I know what I'm doing tonight. I'm going to crack a nice full drink. And actually, fun little anecdote about Michael and Angela. I remember the night we got together for the first time was a concert of the Muhlenberg Dynamics that I looked up on stage and I thought, Dang, gotta get that one. And I was very drunk. <laughs> we were both very and drunk. I was, we were both very honest. drunk. And I was singing Fireflies and I was trying to do it as like seductively as possible. See, I didn't oh notice God, that. How do you seductively <laughs> sing Fireflies? You don't. You don't and that's it's why I have a didn't microphone know. grip. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I don't remember any of that, I but I remember it sounding good. So there's that. I was a little eyes. dizzy at that time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> anyway. My heart lit up like 10 million fireflies. Yeah. You're weird because you hate goodbyes, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And actually, I loved Owl City back in the day. Okay, I, I really liked Owl City as a song about going to the dentist. What? And I really liked that song. Well, because he, like like, he's like no, one person. Okay, it's I, only one person. And he's it. like such an odd duck. So some of his songs are actually quite good in such like a random sort of Ben Folds way. Yeah, I feel like there's one song that you that you like that I can't I remember. like, but that was like more romantic, I don't want to say. Mm-hmm. It's a song called Dental Care. Oh my dear God. That was great. Like this. <laughs> and it's all about going to the dentist. <laughs> Sorry, are like we playing are we playing songs on the podcast? <laughs> no, I just played the start like, hey, of it. No, don't play it. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. I mean I can. No, Shall it's I? fine. We'll listen no. to it later. It's a lot of jing I'm gonna, it is. I'm gonna film a TikTok music video with <laughs> my Listen, Kristen, I will sign up for TikTok specifically to watch you do a TikTok. Mike, stop agreeing to do things on podcasts. The thing is, is like Mike is like, he will say something on podcast and he will do it. I will say something on a podcast and then I'm not ever going to do it. You have a cat to cuddle and you have a life to live. I I just feel like... I just feel like he says things because he doesn't think they'll actually come true. Like, if you do, he'll say, like, if you, then I'll. And it's like, he doesn't think the other person's going to do it, but, like, he doesn't realize, yes, they will. And now he's... <laughs> well, tattooed, thankfully, so like, he can always do that uh, when he's on a podcast with me because, like, 90% of the time, I'm not going to follow through with my yeah. side. Anyway, but just well, wait for that 10%. <laughs> <laughs> scheme sisters am i right scheme sisters okay so at the end of the episode we found out that we get to vote for a couple to go to the hideaway i th- feel like everyone voted for caleb and and justine right did anyone I not think so not, i was looking at those screenshots that people were posting it seemed like that was the case you never know when like the quote-unquote casual audience but it seemed like everyone was unified yeah, we watch Love Island in the morning, so we never get to like vote. But I would have if I the, if I'd been awake. The best is uh, Evan, who was on this podcast at the start of the season. They keep being behind on episodes, but the app will send you a push notification when it's time oh. to vote, and so they will log in to vote. And then every single time, they're like, "What happened with the couples?" I also like, like who's this? <laughs> who's Julia? Like what? What is this situation? Like what happened? And uh, I think that is very funny that they it's actually probably the best way to go about it. I didn't even download know. the app this season. Uh, no, I downloaded it on your phone for you. Oh, you did? Yeah. I don't get the push notifications Surprise. though. So oh <laughs> thank you for that. I don't know whether it is on my phone. This is cute or troubling. You shouldn't be putting software mm. on your wife's phone. 
I mean, if they're subscribing to our podcast, you should be doing that on your wife's phone. That's true. Go on anybody's phone, anybody's tablet, everything. Go to their iTunes podcast. Subscribe to us. Give us five stars. That's a great way. Actually, like we've been married for five years, so like I think we're good. I pay for his phone. It's my phone. Wow. So anything that Mike does on his phone is actually happening on your phone. Correct. There you go. But I feel like this vote was completely uh we're sorry for cutting the Jaleb hideaway. We need to have another one and we know that they won't give them two in a row, so this is the only way we can make that happen. Yeah, exactly. Do you think though I wonder what the reaction is from the others though? Like, do you think that means to them the writings on the wall that this is like a big indicator that of who's going to win considering this probably happened what like less than five days I still I just still still I still think that Sally and Johnny think that they're going to win and Justine and Caleb probably still think that Sally and Johnny are going to win no I think I I would say that until the vote results came in and then the highway yeah Mm, because if you looked for Sally and Johnny's reactions which I very much did and we'll talk about the rest of the hideaway later I I saw their reactions too Johnny was stone cold and Sally was just smirking looking at Johnny like mm, might be some trouble I feel like they should still be happy for Justina Caleb you know what I mean would be true yeah exactly it's almost like some people are more in this for love and some are more in it for money yeah, mm. potentially. So, okay, so the my one of my favorite things of this two episode batch though happens at the start of Friday's episode when they are cheersing to say goodbye to Kirsten, and they did a whole speech about Kirsten and how she will be missed and how she's everything to the house, and then at the end, Sully just goes, and also Julia. Oh, I love her being the Aunt Peggy of this group of like, <laughs> oh, and, and Julia was also there, and then they arm chugged. Did they? Is this a thing? Like, I can't remember. Have they so arm this, chugged before? Yeah, so Kirsten and Carrington arm chugged on, like, their first date, and then she has done arm chugging, like, a few more times. And it's funny, because I feel like when it happened the first time, it seemed like something Carrington was doing to show off, and then it actually was just a Kirsten thing. Yeah, might be the one thing I take from Kirsten from this season. We'll forget her name, but might take an arm chug in the future. Is that, like a like, a bartender thing? Is, like, that's one of the cool, like you know, mixology things to do is the arm chug. I, I think you're asking the wrong crowd, but if anybody, <laughs> if anybody has any feedback on arm chugging, please tweet at us all because we would love to know. Cause I, I certainly don't. Um, I also loved when Laurel and Carrington are talking and Carrington's like, what did you think the odds were that I like would pick her instead of you? And Laurel's like 50, 50, hundred percent. Yeah, what do you say? Like those are roulette odds. Well, yeah, fifty-fifty is good because it's it's roulette odds. But like, how did he? How did he? Think? I don't think roulette odds are fifty-fifty unless you're exclusively no. doing odd even or or red or black, black. Red or black. But like, I don't know how he thought that like she knew that he was a hundred percent committed to her, considering that the conversation they had a day ago was like, I don't know. How do you not respond to that with some sort of thing besides not being 100%? I don't even think he was looking for 100% as an answer. I think he was genuinely curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think Harrington was curious. I think he also probably just 
the last thing that's told to him is like what's in his head. So he heard a hundred percent and was like, huh? What? Like that didn't. So I really do think Harrington is, uh, uh, you know, not really paying full attention here. Well, she was a hundred percent sure that it was a 50, 50 shot. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there was maybe that he needed a clarification because those are some confusing numbers being thrown about. It's like 50% of the time it works every time. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Ben, Bennett and Lakin are together and Bennett's like, I haven't felt a connection with anyone until you walked in, which I feel like we have heard him say to two other girls at least. Uh, and then Lakin goes, I was messing up by not talking to you enough, which like, yeah, Bennett was who they both needed to be going after, like an Ann Julia. Mm-hmm. Come on. Calvin, I thought, would get a lot more attention and then seemingly both of them just went after Carrington. Well, Moira made it very clear that she and Calvin were back together. <laughs> exactly. She was very, very upfront about it. It was not a 100% of 50-50 thing. I'm yep. back. Oh, yeah. Angel went to go put the baby down. Oh, you didn't tell them? <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I was wondering why she was being so quiet. Um, our child started screaming and crying, so I had to go get him, give him his little banky, hug him, tell him I love him, put him back in his crib, and then come back here to party. <laughs> and that's parenting. Incredible. For a second, I thought that was Asher crying again. Nope, that was just <laughs> my dear husband eating the fruit out of my sangria. I dropped it. He oh, dropped God. it. Oh, no, floor. you know there's alcohol in that fruit. My yes, of course he knows. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we get, okay, we had a really nice Johnny and Sally conversation. And even though I don't like Johnny anymore, it was really sweet hearing Sally talk about her yeah. family and how she wants to help them out. And it sounds like she's had a very rough life. It sounds yeah. like her mom has had a really, yes. really hasn't, shitty hasn't go of it. Work since she was 16. That is like my well, because she had cancer twice and clearly she's had children in there having birth child myself. I know that that's that's enough. Yeah, like so. Sally's rough. her mom. Yeah, so I do appreciate her sort of really wanting to help them, support them. And I like that she's saying that, like, she also put it out there. She was like, oh, my family's never asked me to do anything, you know, to, like, support them at all. I just feel like that's something I want to do. It's interesting. I feel like we don't usually get, unlike a lot of other reality shows, like, and maybe this is just because I came off of covering Tough as Nails, but, like, what are you going to use the money for? It feels like, especially in Love Island, that's not really Well, I think that used to be the narrative, and now it's sort of like, don't say what you're going to use it for. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did like this because it was mostly about Sally, but (laughs) I mean, it was like a good window. I always like hearing about these people's lives outside of the villa. Um, It gave me a tiny bit, not that I think she would do it, but I was like, Sally, just take the full hundred thousand and you'll be good. But I I don't think that's I I wish there was like a couple's prize and then like serve like an America's favorite player, like an individual fan favorite prize, because that would go to Sally. No question. Hmm. I still maybe would just keep giving money to Justine. It's definitely possible. (laughs) But like, I don't know. I'm not in that situation, so I don't have to genuinely think about what I would do. Um, Then we got a super cute little Caleb and Justine mini date. Caleb takes Justine up to see a great view, says he is with the goat. Um, They're talking about long term things. Um, 
they're so comfortable together. They think they're falling in love, maybe, but they don't say it like that. They talk about the fake tarot cards. <laughs> yeah, I love how they, they sort of couched it in that, because I guess how long ago did that happen in this timeline? I mean, it's been a couple weeks. No, I would say like, a what, a week, week and a half? Because yeah, the, the Casa more people were still there. Well, no, so that, that was when we talked to... Who was the guest on that podcast? Haley. I, was it the podcast after, like, the Chantel yeah, one? Yeah, that was the Haley podcast. Because that was the astrology the, party, yes, quote-unquote. Yeah, I don't remember yes. how long ago that was. Um, time is a social <laughs> As you say, time means, it means nothing um, these days. Yeah, some may say that time is the amount, the the time it takes for, for uh, an, an ice, ice cube to, to melt, to melt halfway. halfway. But what? I don't think you can. Really, I don't think you can really define something, but with using the term you're defining in the in the answer. Time oh, I also time. very much wanted to bring up when um, they were doing the scavenger hunt and <laughs> Caleb holds up the thing and says, and this represents time. And it's like, it's a, oh, yeah, 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 no, it was went, an hourglass. Like, it's yeah, an hourglass. Hour I was like, no, because, that is time. Yeah, he said, this represents the time that, it, that you spent together and that the time of the time, like he, they use time at least. And I was like, no, time. it doesn't represent time. I also it love time. Like the, you can't represent something that's abstract. Like it just doesn't make any the sense. The other thing too that he held up was like this represents listening and I think it was like a Buddha planter where it's like it was no it it was yeah it was like a head that had like an ear on it oh that's like Kirsten wasn't paying attention to it Yeah, the ear scared me. I didn't like. Oh right, um, I was like, wait, why wasn't you? I just, I, it's true. Like, I really, like, people in my life know that I don't like ears. Okay, um, you should know. <laughs> That's an important aspect. Ev- everybody, of your- keep oh. your ears away from me. Thank you. Get away from Kirsten. Call you Kirsten because it sounds too much like an ear. Kirsten. <laughs> oh, you're allowed to call me Kirsten. You just can't call me Kristen. Yeah, I think he's saying that the word ear is inside of Kirsten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. but he's saying it in a way of like, oh, but you'll get mad if people call you that. But I just want to yeah, be very also clear like, for the nope, record that I wouldn't be upset. Kirsten. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like that it would really only come up if someone was spelling it phonetically. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. You've given me a lot to think about. <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> Anyways, so they all go to bed and the next morning, Selly comes in to wake them up with pots and pans. Uh-uh. Selly's like somebody that I love on television but would hate in real life. So that's interesting because I feel like of all the people on this season, my energy most resonates with Selly. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well and look at how miserable. No, you would never do that. No, that's I, not, I no. That your energy is not like it, her energy is like it's manic it's just like so at this level of like 10 all the time that it's overwhelming i said before that Sally has the energy of like that yeah that you hire for your bar mitzvah who like does the dancing (laughs) she's the mc yeah she's like the mc for like a high school dance or something like that where they're paid to be that energetic all the time i just thought it wasn't i couldn't find a line any more relatable to angela bloom than when johnny tells Sally. i just thought about you screaming inside a smaller building than this (laughs) now i understand your plight Angela. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Mike Bloom is loud all the time. That's probably why our child woke up before. And uh, that's the that's the price I pay for love. I will say good on Sally for not going full Josh Martinez. Like the pots and pans is an admirable effort, but she like she laughed the whole little, way though. A little mild on it. She's not like 
screaming. Well, I think when she got up there in the bedroom with the pots and pans, she like immediately was like, what am I doing? Yeah, like, and oh, started like half banging them. And I was like, okay. Well, and Justine put a stop to it. So I mean, Justine's mood in the morning is relatable. Yeah, I am very much not a morning person. And so Selly's like aggressively like chipper See, attitude in the morning would drive me crazy. I'm a morning person in that I get up right away and I do my stuff, but do not talk to me. Well, you don't interact with me. I wake up and I do. I live my life, but I don't like doing it. I remember one summer, one of my like absolute best friends and I worked together. And so she would come to my house beforehand and then we would go to work together. And she came in one day and I had overslept. And so I was like just getting up and she comes in. Good morning. How's it going? And I literally was like, we're no longer best. Why are you so chipper? Like that's what my reaction was. I also like my mood is don't ask me how my weekend was. Don't ask me how I'm doing in the morning. Please don't talk to me. I'm working. If it's well, there are morning, sometimes- don't don't talk to anybody in the morning. Yeah, there'll, some, there'll be sometimes though when I like try to I don't know, I'll I'll say something or I'll like be in a certain mood or I'll like sing something either in the morning <laughs> or at night and you just hate me for it. I'm just like stop. 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 I also got like very much into like don't talk in the morning like my ex you could tell him anything in the morning and he wouldn't remember it eight hours later because he just like didn't wake up he was even more of a don't talk to me I think that might be unfortunately like no offense Brian but like a male thing (laughs) (laughs) Mike doesn't remember shit so like no but it would be like he would remember anything else that you would tell him at any other time but if you would say something like in the car on the way to work in the morning like after work I'd be like okay let's go do this and he'd be like what are you talking about on speaking up that's still asleep he yeah. can't focus on anything else. He's just got to wake up. Listen, very I'll have full conversations and I'll have been asleep. Don't have any hey, memory. Me too. <laughs> I also text in my sleep, which has become a like a extreme. It's become a really bad problem during quarantine. Because yeah. I'll like reply to a text to someone at four in the morning. I don't remember doing it. It's like a totally reasonable, normal response. But then like later on that day, I'll be like, oh, I haven't been talking to that person in a while. And then I open up my messages wait, and I'm like, wait, wh- why? When was I awake? When well, did that's your subconscious? Like three yeah, in the morning. I a friend in college that was taking Ambien and would wake up during the middle of the night and order things online. So she would get all these packages to her college dorm like mailbox and like really random shit so gotta be careful with that i guess it's more about like being destructive to your wallet or to your social life would you rather scheme sisters sisters. (laughs) i think it honestly just means i should probably get ambient maybe Going across the room. Well, to be clear, the story was not uh, an advertisement for Ambien in the least. It sounds like she made some really reasonable purchases that that Kirsten could really benefit from. Hey, who knows? That's what it's like. It's like I don't know what I would do on Ambien, and actually, no, it's really scary. Like I'm already a sleepwalker. I'm already a sleep talker. Are you really? Oh no! Already texting people. My like, my mom used to be so scared that I was gonna like run out of the house in the middle of the night and they wouldn't be able to find me. I don't know. It was bad. Yeah, I would say, yeah, don't, don't aggravate that already by adding something. <laughs> make, make I haven't old. done it in a long time, though, but I remember one of my my mom's like favorite stories is we had just moved to a new house and I, I guess I was sleepwalking and she woke up to me just like standing, like looking down at her while she was asleep <laughs> in the bed. And oh, she was like, she thought she was going to be murdered, but I just went back to bed and then didn't remember it. 
Sounds like my sister. She used to do that when we were younger. We had bunk beds and I would consistently wake up and she would just be staring at me. That's so. scary. I think that's demon Terror activity. <laughs> hey. Uh-oh. And I'm well, saying that he... as a demon. <laughs> I'm surprised Bennett hasn't been doing that then to Lakin. Maybe he hasn't. It hasn't made the air. Yeah, exactly. We cut all of we we removed Noah and we cut all of Bennett's satanic activity from the show. <laughs> uh, but satanic activity not worth removing someone from the show. So yeah. Uh, we also okay. So Calvin and Moira are having breakfast together, and they're like, "Wow, we've had breakfast together for like three days," as if that's an accomplishment. I thought that was very funny. Well, it was interesting, actually. It's going back to like the scally thing of I don't remember, you know, having this conversation when when we get the two of them in the pool later. It was a very similar tone of like, "When did we have breakfast together?" And I wonder <laughs> if they were just trying to figure out like what day it was what i think she was asking though was did you make breakfast today and yesterday but it did come across as like what day is it because that's just the way she talks i will also say uh first off calvin uh primo choice of headband there uh karate <laughs> rough style. luck i also question the pairing of the egg with sliced banana Wait, Ooh. is that what they were eating? So at least he gave Moira. So he gave like he sort of put, like the fried egg on top of the lightly crusted piece of bread. No, what did he, he crusted? Is that he what he said? Lightly crusted piece of bread. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, he's not right in the head. Um, but he sliced <laughs> up a banana. He sliced up a banana and put it next to it. Well, just, that feels like d- doesn't match. Well, well Mike can tell like you how much I fruit with your breakfast is like a pretty normal thing yeah, to but do. Banana, banana, and eggs. On I mean, milk. I wouldn't oh, eat oh, a banana. Oh because I think they taste chalky and gross. Yeah, I don't mind. I think people who banana. like bananas would eat banana. No. Yeah, but not with eggs. Yeah, not no. in the same. No, and Mike has this. He'll know this about me. I am anti warm banana, mm-hmm. so I'll just have like a fresh banana. That's fine by me. But if you put like Mike tends to do this thing where he'll toast bread and then he'll put peanut butter on the bread and then he'll put banana on the bread, and that is that's an Elvis baby. It's disgusting. Um, so I don't like, and I don't like eggs. So um, this is a big no for me. So Calvin, remember that. Yeah, Calvin. Yeah, for when you're making Angela breakfast, make sure not to. Maybe he'll be our nanny one day. You don't know. Just as likely that he'll be making. No, absolutely not. Calvin could be our manservant. Our manservant, but not our nanny. Call me Miss Mike. I'll be happy. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say it's just as likely that he'll be making breakfast for any one of us that he will for Moira after the season. So you never know. (laughs) So true. So true. (laughs) No, I mean they're going to be. You know, they're going to be well into their family. They're going to have a boy, a girl, and a surprise. their family <laughs> I, I okay i feel yes. like you know <laughs> you so tell i also i was not a planned pregnancy okay planned they say your plan my it's mother like- was i was like oh so i was like a mistake and she said no you were an unplanned miracle which is just the nice way to say mistake <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was say, mistake is also what the casting department refers to Moira as. <laughs> I don't think she's so. She's brought bad. drama. She's not too bad. At no, no, certain no, points, she's I've been just up a boring down. human. Yeah, for, but like, for a while, she fine. was hashtag Moiring, but I think she brought Moiring. some like entertainment near the end here. Moiring, Moiring. <laughs> You're just letting that like swirl around your mouth, not necessarily knowing if it's a good taste or a bad no, taste. <laughs> it's like the sound that like an old timey phone makes. Moiring. No, it's like moiring. Moiring. Yeah, exactly. What's going on with Truman? 
Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, basically, Calvin and Moira are like, we're together. And yeah, they're nobody... in love. They're, they think they're Johnny and Sully level of love, but they're, they're not. Convincing they might each be other and, and ourselves and themselves. Yeah, that's true. They think they're Caleb and Justine level, but no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, Pool party! No, we gotta okay. get to Sorry. Talk about Johnny and Sully about going out for coffee. I'm I was so gonna say, dumb. Johnny and Sully level of going out for coffee after leaving the villa. Right. I feel like, don't they know that if you just stop going out for coffee, you'll be a millionaire in like three months? Like, they should just. Yeah, no. I tell my that's. How are they going to get a house if they keep going out to coffee and going roller skating? Coffee is all that I have right now. So (laughs) I'm going to get coffee. But we also see like a backdoor uh, possible late entry in the presidential campaign for Selly on a beef jerky platform. (laughs) Beef jerky is simply too expensive. It's like, also disgusting. Is beef jerky actually expensive? It is expensive, but aren't you? Don't you not eat meat? I don't. Yeah. yeah, I know. So why would you eat beef jerky? You're just curious about the I price. I was like, oh, hey, is it I expensive? See. I don't know. Oh, I thought you were saying like. But I, I mean, isn't it like a do. super? I feel like. It is um, I feel like, like a, if I were someone who ate meat, I would be like a trash bag who would be like, yeah, I eat beef jerky and bologna. Or like a beef jerky bologna pork rinds. Mm, I don't think I could ever go that far. And that's yeah, my cool. dad right there. That's, that's like I, my say. sister and I were watching Ratchet, and they also point a character lot. says bologna is my favorite food. Bologna. <laughs> it's bologna. Bologna is my favorite food. Ooh. Um, my dad will also partake in um, cheese balls. So really goes all out when he you know has a few martinis. Aren't cheese balls just basically Cheetos, but in a ball form? Right. Mm-hmm. And cheaper. Yeah. Air- not, not name brand, that's for sure. They come in a big tub here in America. Oh, I've, I have seen those before. One of my friends in university drove to Montana to go to Costco. I don't know why. Don't even try to make sense of it. And yeah. he came back with this giant thing of cheese balls. And we walked in the room, and I don't remember who said, but one of my friends was like, well, that is just an obscene barrel of cheese. <laughs> That's all I can think of when <laughs> someone brings it now. Guys, I just want to describe to you right now that Mike is currently on Google looking up beef jerky. Well, I'm looking at, I'm why is beef jerky so expensive? Yeah, from the jerky.com. <laughs> yeah. Look up why is beef jerky so expensive. He's not president. Yeah. Don't worry. Um, they have the, holiday that's gifts. all it says. It seems to mostly come down to water weight. Uh, it says beef is approximately 60% water. So once the meat is dehydrated and smoked, the weight of the remaining meat is drastically less than what you started with. You're eating like a whole cow in a pack of beef jerky. Yeah, exactly. Good to know. Gross. Was gonna say first of all, Sully wouldn't be the worst option available. And then also we have I like that during a pandemic, Sully says if she could change one thing about the world, it would be the price <laughs> of beef jerky. Yeah, I think she sort of failed that pageant question. <laughs> and I, I do also think they've forgotten where they are and like what's happening outside. Because well, they keep talking about they're all gonna get together, they're gonna travel. It's like I mean, no guy knowing this cast, they actually might get together amidst Yeah, the these people are gonna be in Palm springs in a week i was gonna say florida's fully open as of this weekend which is alarming and uh, upsetting in many ways but mm-hmm. that's where they'll be hit up miami yikes uh not good um but johnny does say that he would vote for Sally. i think 
No, he said no, he, he, says he would not. Oh, he said she, he wouldn't? I thought he said he would. Because then he wouldn't get to spend time with her. Oh no, he says he would not because Ugh. then he wouldn't get to spend Ugh. time with her. Sorry. <laughs> We're throwing that. Yeah. Everything. Disgusting. So then, he would, then he would totally like be with other paramours. He'd be like, I'm sorry, president. Like, it's like, I'm so sorry you have so much to do. So I just busy. Wanna... I had to, I was too. Yeah. My, my He'd be ate. like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm the worst. I'm a trash can human. This is all on me. I, absolutely. When you're ready to talk, you just let me know. I want to make it right. Um, but also, I bye. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So yeah, he, I would take I would take like Air Force One and like I don't know pick up like Caleb and and Calvin and everybody and like have a party in the White House or something. Oh, he sucks. I what Air Force One was for a second. Um, okay, Canadian, you don't need to know. But it's okay. I I was reminded. It's a plane. Just a plane. Um. So Lakin calls a pool party. No, a pool party. Lakin calls Carrington out. She's like, "You should be an actor because you led me on." She she interrupts him and he's like, "He's trying to explain," and she goes, "Stop." you should be an actor because you're great at acting. Like, it's not very well phrased, but you could tell she was really working on that day. And then she's like, I don't, what does she say? Something like, I don't um, blame you, or something about being annoyed. What did she say about being annoying? Oh, no, she, he said that, um, you know, I, he's just like, oh, oh I didn't my- mean to leave you on. She yeah, was like, you didn't leave me on, you're just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she keeps going back and forth. She's like, you're just annoying, you're just annoying. And it's like, being annoying is not the worst thing that you could be. No. I relate deeply to just being annoying. Like, that made me kind of like Carrington oh. more. I think she's saying that his behavior is annoying. His, like, leading her on, leading her, you know, that but sort she, of thing. But she also, it's very clear that she feels embarrassed, right? Like, she thought that, that she was a sure thing with Carrington. He didn't pick her. And now she's very much trying to save face by being like, you know, there's that comment about like, oh, you know, uh, you're just being annoying. You weren't leading me on. And then she also goes forward to be like, I'm glad you didn't pick me because Bennett's a much better person than you are. And I, I should have gone with my first instincts. Like, we all know, like, in that your first instinct was Carrington. Like, this was on TV. We saw it happen. Mm-hmm. Like, what? is even wrong with you. Yeah, everyone telling never like trying to save face by saying like, "Oh, I didn't think Carrington was going to be like that. I thought he was going to be so annoying when he came when I came in, but then he really opened my eyes." It's like, "No, you did not. You like him cuz he's cute." Yeah, they're like, "Oh, this is a tall man who is very symmetrical. He has good abs. He's got the pecs like we all he has know." A job. And he is uh, very thirsty so he will give you like physical affection which is definitely appealing for a lot of people like I don't know but if it's the scorpion and the frog it's frogs coming in being like well I know the scorpion stung them in the past but don't worry I'm pretty sure his pincers removed and then they get stung and then he moves on to the next frog I feel like that is the analogy of me looking for a man as so I'll be like oh this man seems very toxic but it's sure it's fine it's not. <laughs> It'll be fine one day. And you hear like, that creepy cover and you're like, oh my God, it is toxic. And then all of a sudden it's like, you're toxic. <laughs> that was amazing. That was honestly that was the best <laughs> When does our album drop on iTunes? Don't worry, <laughs> Great I question. I produced acapella gold albums in the past. You do know how to write the music. So, another tidbit there. As if I would know how to read it <laughs> fair fair um, very fair so then we finally angela what do we get next 
pool party. I mean, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, good. But it only no, it no, it's the spectrum challenge. Oh, sorry. It was in the pool, so. Um, that was actually rough. This challenge, though, I was cringing oh, I the whole it. time. It's, that's one of my favorite challenges in Survivor, right? The touchy subjects, like who, except with them, they're voting on each other, and this is sort of a, a basic I didn't, I challenge didn't, of who does America think is. And best. I also did not like that the men had to say it about the women, and the women had to say it about the men. I didn't think that was great. Not a great look. Like I did not want them. Like if it had been the whole villa saying it about somebody, and then the whole villa like then America voting, it would have been better, in my opinion, from an optics it, perspective. It, it, was, it was fine with the with the villa stuff because like even something like voting Justine as most two faced, like Caleb very easily was able to avoid an awkward situation by being like, oh, Justine has so many faces that she slays because they don't they clearly don't want to say any of them are two faced. So like yeah, I, guess. I feel I feel like the 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 villa people themselves were fine. And I think it was very easy for the women to just dump on Carrington. And he very <laughs> much was like, yep, I deserve this. Yeah. So uh, just to contextualize this, the game is called fire and ice uh, and they're in the pool. The fire means a song most, up, a song up uh, and ice means least, I guess. And so <laughs> they are organizing based on these categories that were in relation to polls on the love Island app that I, personally didn't vote in scally did you vote in these polls i did not get to vote in this set i didn't even know i had the app so <laughs> yeah, here we are yeah she would have played it <laughs> i know that uh ali lasher was talking about her votes on this with us i feel Ooh. like mel was talking about voting uh it, so i know people were voting but just not the people on this this podcast. Sorry. So first, it's the women guessing, and they have to guess who's the least fake to the most fake. And they think Carrington is the most fake, right? And Caleb is the least? Yeah. yeah. Carrington, Bennett, Calvin, Johnny, and Caleb from most to least fake, which I would say I think Calvin is less fake than Johnny, personally. Mm, I don't know. Calvin's pretty fake. I don't know. I'm, I'm going off of that stuff you were talking about. I don't with Trey, think that who says that like yeah. Johnny's a poser. I also don't think Calvin's fake. I think just just his personality is is that sort of weird. Like, like yeah, you think it's put on, but like no, this is how the man actually behaves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't honestly. I think that like Calvin. Like, remember when Calvin had no interest in Moira until America said they were compatible? Like, you also just don't like him because he because he's fake. Arching. Oh my god. And I also don't like hate him. I just do think he's fake. No, I know, I know. Um and so the answer like America did think that Caleb was the least and Carrington was the most. I was actually really surprised that they thought Carrington was the most fake. Yeah. I but thought I that think- Donnie was gonna get that. Well, I did mm. think it was interesting that, you know, the they did not get the men didn't get the two faced comment, at least mm-hmm. on screen, but the women did. So I guess this was sort of like the most equivalent. I'm upset about that. I'll yeah, just put that it out there. Feel, that feels nasty. Yeah, the show doesn't always do the, the best. With those <laughs> oh no, you things. think? <laughs> uh, in case anybody's new, um, we also got. Um, they were voting from best boyfriend to worst boyfriend, and the Islanders thought the order would be from best to worst. Johnny, Calvin, Caleb, Bennett, Carrington. And of course, the audience voted Caleb for the best and 
Carrington stayed for the worst. I don't know. Yeah, why did they the put Caleb at the at the? That was yeah, I don't, know, I don't understand what they think about. Why do they think Calvin is such a good boyfriend? Yeah, I can, I understand, think, I can understand Johnny first because of the proposal, but the Calvin over Caleb. Is I weird. think that they think Calvin's a good boyfriend because he's like the more of the like normal human in the in the group. He did make breakfast. Exactly. Like he <laughs> seems like very much so the guy that's like always like caring about the girls. I don't know. I think that was yeah. very rude to Caleb that with the islands. Well, I agree with that a hundred percent. But yeah, I can see because just because Johnny's currently the only boyfriend doesn't mean he would be the best one. In fact, yeah. he's probably the worst. <laughs> oh yeah, he's uh, he's not a good one. Yeah, uh, I would put Bennett above Johnny at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh, gross. So we got best to worst friend. And the Islanders thought it went uh, Caleb, Johnny, Bennett, Calvin, Carrington for best to worst. And yeah, I don't know. Because uh, I feel like, I, again, I would probably put Calvin further because I feel like wasn't Calvin the one that was like weeping over Connor going a little while mm-hmm. back? Like, I don't know if this is supposed to be like a platonic friend or like a friend to a girl. But I feel Wait, like, why would you not be a platonic friend to a girl? What are you okay, talking guess, about? Yeah, I guess I, I misdefined that. I guess I would say He's like drunk guys, he had too uh, much for like platonic <laughs> friend or like or, or like a bro. You know, like I'm not sure what what they're defining as friend here. I'm still confused. But anyways, the the actual answer was from best to worst: Caleb, Calvin, Johnny, Carrington, Bennett. And I do understand Bennett being at the end because they don't know him. They don't know him. Hmm. Yeah, he has, he has that sort of, I don't know, uh, devilly look about him, so it makes sense. Like, so rude. Probably most best friend with Guys, the dark arts. so jealous. There's nothing wrong with having a <laughs> devilly look about you, okay? <laughs> yes, as Lakin can testify. Exactly. And, yeah, somebody else. We don't oh know. Oh my god. <laughs> it um, okay, so then they switch, and it is the men guessing on the women. And they first they guessed best to worst girlfriend, and the Islanders guess that it's going to go Justine, Sally, Moira, Laurel, Lakin. Uh, no, no, they put Laurel last initially. Oh, yeah. oh, did they? Yeah, and she's like, "What?" <laughs> that to me, I feel like Laurel should be up there. I feel like she's yeah. a good girlfriend. Um, but. She- is it, is it purely because of that like one hot second of a storyline of like, well, Twitter said that I might be good with Calvin. So is, does that mean that she's the worst girlfriend? Apparently, maybe some I think boys. Maybe they thought that Carrington was getting so many negative ones that they just really hated the whole couple thing. <laughs> maybe. Um, and so then the actual answer did have Justine in first and Lakin in last. Um, I did not catch the full order in the middle. Did anybody? It's fine. No. Okay. No, yeah, I don't think it in really and out weird. Yeah, yeah. I think Lakin and Laurel just switch places. It would make sense that Selly would be in second place because, like, she's she has the two of them, Justine mm-hmm. and Selly, have been like the most committed relationships this entire time. Hundred um, percent. So then it went most to least loyal, and the Islanders thought it would be Selly, Justine, Laurel, Moira, Lakin, and what the answer was was Selly, Laurel, Justine, Moira, Lakin, and I'm very confused why they why Justine wouldn't be up there, but. I think okay. that they just switched with Laurel, though, right? Yeah, but yeah. maybe it was that maybe it was that Laurel was like in this storyline where like she was being strung along a bit mm-hmm. by Carrington, where it's like, oh, she's showing how loyal she is, even though yeah, it's not reciprocated. Justine literally did the Casa More twist, and 
didn't do okay, anything. Okay, fine. Yeah, but you have two women who have been, their storylines for the last little bit have been like the guys they're with suck and they're still with them despite that. Anyways, anyone in the audience who didn't vote Justine for all of the good ones, dead to me. I would also, I would <laughs> also say personally, uh, if we're going most loyal to least loyal, I might squidge Moira there below Lakin into oh, least yes. loyal. Moira is here to scheme and play I just games. feel like Lakin was the easy answer because she's just new. And it's not like she Bennett. was completely devoted, right? She was the one we just saw this episode who was like, oh, Bennett, yeah, great. I'll be with you. Like, clearly she had some some wandering interests, but Moira has had much longer of a track record of doing that. That's fair. Yeah, 100%. Then they did the two-faced challenge, so Rude. most two-faced to least two-faced, um, which I think is just fakest, and they could have just called it that, but whatever sexism and mm-hmm. so the islanders put from least to most wait no no most no, to it least it was most to least because yeah. again caleb had that cop out of like oh justine uh, oh yeah okay thank you faces. i just in my mind i was like that can't be right because of where justine was because like to me so they were making it like but yeah like, you're right i so, think they threw that <laughs> yeah so they joke they they joke jokingly put Justine as the most two-faced then Selly, Laurel, Lake, and Moira uh, because I think that they're just trying to not hurt people's feelings and then the yeah. answer that the we get from the audience is that Moira actually is the most two-faced and Justine is the least and Moira um, like immediately burst into tears which I, I mean I, I would get. too. I would, be ups- yeah. I, would ge- I would be upset at this. I genuinely like fell for Moira here because I do feel like she's unaware I mean, I know you think she's a mastermind, but I, I think ultimately she's probably not, and I she's think probably she's just thinks she's being like sister. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's a scream. Did you almost call her a scream I sister? Did. She's a scream queen. Oh, she's well, a scream is, queen. It is spoopy season. It is spoopy season. But I do think that she's somebody who just like is unaware. It's like sometimes she's just clear as day. She just has no idea what's going on. Yeah, because because well, I think the thing is that like to her detriment, I do think she's been sincere with like so much of her personality that it does have to hurt to have like an entire country be like, yeah, you're you're two faced. That's who you well, are. Because she's person. flippy. She just flips back mm-hmm. and forth, and that's like that might not be. That might be sincere. It just might also be her personality that she's two faced, you know. And it's like she goes from one thing to the next thing really quickly, and she's very flighty and flaky, and yeah, you know, who knows if that's was Moira a Gemini? I have no oh, idea. You're talking to a Taurus here. I just know with Moira, like they did show conversations blatantly where it was like Mackenzie's my best friend in the villa. And then she's talking to Mackenzie and she's like, you're totally in the right. And then she goes to Jalen and she's like, exactly. yeah, I don't understand what I don't understand what Mackenzie's thinking. So she's like Pisces. Yeah, we yeah. literally looked this up two podcasts ago and I it's forgot. Fine. <laughs> she's also from New Jersey. Who knew? Maybe you guys Holla. can hang out. No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she said yes, and then she ditch us. She's ditch us. She's so flaky. She's not like within our age range. Yeah, though, well, so. we'll ask Mara to hang out with us, and we'll see how two faced she is. We'll be the final test. Um, I will say though that I I'm surprised she's a Pisces, not a Gemini, but that's fine. I mean, we don't know her full chart, so we can't really judge. I did um, enjoy her purple scuba suit that she wore to this. Same. Show. I love that. They, there's been a lot of scuba looking swimsuits on this season. And I will say I'm enjoying it. So as long as somebody's wearing those damn black and white stripes, I'm happy. Oh my God. Mike Bloom <laughs> is 
obsessed with the fact that the boys tend to wear these black and white striped button down shirts that look like referee outfits. And he feels like that's like a big it's so crime. Stupid. It's so stupid. Huge crime. I'm sorry, Mike, if you were picking out your own clothes, what would you wear? Not Anything that apparently. Not that because when you wear black and white vertical stripes, the two things people think of He's are so referees mad. and Beetlejuice. He's Why would so you mad. wear something? Well, it's spoopy season. What's wrong with Beetlejuice? It was not spoopy season in August when this thing premiered. <laughs> I mean, it's I been do think that it's a year in twenty twenty. It's a fashion statement that you just don't understand. Fashion statement that has a big old question mark at the end because it's questionable. <laughs> he doesn't. I just, know, every time you see anybody in a referee costume, I'm like, uh oh. But <laughs> I think it's questionable. Is Mike being the one with fashion yeah, opinions. So I, true. I, have, I have very specific, <laughs> very specific takes that I am very. If you very have bangs, about and then outside of that, I'm completely fine with. Yeah, he's very against bangs. Very Ooh. against vertical black and white stripes. What else is there? Listen, I'm just building like a menu, you know, of great, commandments great. Mm-hmm. Sure, but anyway, I'm glad that was not being worn this episode because when Carrington and I think other people wore them it just Bennett. well considering that when people wore referee outfits during the challenges you couldn't tell the difference that you a could very much so tell the difference that's but, a problem okay. no you could tell the problem you could tell I think he's speaking for himself that he couldn't I tell he is. I yeah. couldn't tell okay <laughs> moving on anyways uh so well, this would be a prime moment for you to do your um your impression of the no, <laughs> just I'm gonna wake our child up if I do that. Yeah, but it's true. When we're doing when we're watching the show, I do like a very shrill British voice yelling, I've got a text whenever they get a text <laughs> after watching the UK version. And it's it's way it's too obnoxious. loud. It's and it's uh NSFB and not safe for bedroom. What? Get out of here. That's a lot of things. Stop acronyming. Baby? Yeah, well, that's going, baby. yeah, not safe for baby. Now uh-huh. now who's the queen of the acronyms? I love acronyms. I don't have a problem with them. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Andrew. No, it's it's fine. I don't mind them. It's just it happens a lot. Okay. Um, <laughs> so they do like basically after between the challenge and the party is just like you know making Moira feel better, which whatever. Uh, so they have their their party, and at the party, uh, Johnny and Sally are talking about how they're each other's best friends. I also think it was a little strange that they had a pool party when all they do is um, right. hang out around the pool. But, but this time they, like, they gave them like, it was like cosmic bowling and threw a bunch of crap in the pool and then said, go off to your corners and talk. They're not yeah, being they wasteful. The <laughs> They're using what they have. All right. I don't know. I wish I could go to a pool party. Same. <laughs> Hard same. Not now. It's cold. Well, yeah, it is. It's cold here, too. But like... I'm just really sad that I, I didn't get to go get like drunk on a roof at any point this whole summer. It just makes me sad. Island, that's what they do. I know. The mm-hmm. whole thing is on a roof. Ugh, I should Next season, you could apply. We all know I'm not going on Love Island. Mm, we'll see. Go on, go love, on Island. love Island. I just Peter love how it's, it's presented as a thing of like, oh yeah, I could go on Love. I could get onto Love Island if I just I wanted to. I think you to. could. Mm-hmm. I do not see why you could not. I actually don't think that I, I could get on Love Island, but thank or, you. You absolutely can. You Can't wait to see you walk out of Casa Amor next year. Oh my god. Because <laughs> I don't think you would be happy if you were there from the first day. I feel like you'd be over it. But if you came into Casa Amor, it'd be like perfect timing for you. I yeah, guess- and you do love sequester, so you'd get lots of time to hang out. 
You're right. I Wait, should I go on this island? I, Angela, <laughs> being sequestered is the best thing ever. It sounds amazing. It's incredible. <laughs> they bring you your meals. You don't have to. Oh, ugh, it's the best. Vacay. Mom vacay. Like, literally, I would go in a second for another just be sequestered you don't even have to go on like um you don't even have to go on tv just it's not about getting on tv it's about that sweet sweet alone time (laughs) 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 yeah i live alone with my cat actually (laughs) my having my cats is better than being in sequester with that's so true i miss i did miss them Yes. Okay. So, uh, Moira and Calvin also are like, this is where they're having that conversation about how they, uh, always were thinking about each other this whole time. Yeah. Like yes. Spider-Man kiss. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I actually thought, okay, the Spider-Man kiss is kind of cute. I don't, and I, 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 I think it. the cute part was when he, uh, soaked his head doing it and they like laughed over that. I thought, yeah. I thought this was a cute scene between them. Granted, maybe it's because they were, so inebriated that like the awkwardness kind of shed away but I, I did like this conversation between them he's like Spider-Man did he say it? he said he Spider-Man kiss oh that's cute yeah it was very cute but how did I miss that? I you were it probably took drinking them a while and you they were, were also- like awkwardly <laughs> rotating in their tubes trying to find a like so angle true. that it worked and you were also concentrating on like the obscene amount of, of pineapples floating in the in the jacuzzi <laughs> I was upset about that I did also <laughs> notice Oh God! Uh, okay, then we also got. Uh, this is where the Carrington and Laurel conversation is, where it's like maybe we'll visit, maybe we'll be together, but not officially. Like, eh, yeah, who knows? Right. Carrington isn't even gonna. Carrington's gonna like call her an Uber at the airport. Like, I don't think he's gonna even pick her up at the airport when he, when oh she arrives God. in Utah. I just don't like. Don't go to Utah. I don't know. Um, actually, I've never. I can't really say anything. I've never. I hear it's really nice. So it's really nice. Yeah. I've heard it's beautiful. Um, and then we get Jaleb or they're toasting to wonderful memories and then we find out that America has been voting and none for Bennett and Lakin <laughs> like, yeah. yeah they weren't even I do think it was weird that they had this be one of those like text chain things yeah well I will say I'm pretty sure the Bennett and Lakin conversation was like nice to meet you what's your name again <laughs> I was like ugh get away from me um, and so, yeah, there is the vote from America. Jaleb was voted in. Um, a lot of people queued up that it did seem like Johnny and Silly were a little like, mm. yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I think Brian clocked that pretty early on, but I agree with that for sure, which is odd. I mean, I don't know if it's like, oh, we're mad. I think Johnny may be like, I am doing this proposal and doing all of this yeah, and I could have had Mercedes exactly. and I'm still not going to win. No, I, I think it totally makes sense. I think you can absolutely I think they could absolutely think, especially from Johnny's perspective, that like they are the it couple right now, right? Because they have been such the focus of everything, whereas Caleb and Justine have been so supportive that they've just been like totally under the radar and stable as opposed to loud and volatile. Plus I do think that Sally was more making that face about the face that Johnny was making. Not necessarily like the situation. She was kind of just like looking at Johnny and like reacting. So happy for Jaleb. Yeah, Sally's a good friend to Justine. So Justine's like, I don't know what to wear. And Caleb's like, nothing, let's go. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was kind of weird we didn't see like them all getting together. Like yeah. the girls always help the girls like get ready for the hideaway. Yeah, yada yada. Yeah, the well, and it it almost seemed like the other girls didn't help her get ready. It didn't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it like, seemed it, it, like it, it, just Selly was with her. 
Maybe it's so because rude. it was like that because it was the after hours pool party. Like maybe it maybe. was super late, and they're just like we're going to bed at this point. Like Sully can help Justine, and then Caleb can help her get into bed. But yeah, did uh, to- Caleb can help her get into bed? Uh. <laughs> um, and then Justine is like happy but feels bad because everyone wanted it, and Sully was nice, being like you deserve it go do what you want don't feel pressured but also like don't hold back on what you want to do um, she screamed that they're gonna go make some babies yes. Ooh, I'd be here for a Jayla baby I, beautiful oh, yeah. beautiful child I would stand I would I do stand um, I, want that, I want that child to go on to like Love Island 40 or something can't wait to be podcasting about Jayla baby on Love Island for oh, baby Jayla. <laughs> Cannot wait. Uh and then yeah, there's like Caleb like my favorite thing to do is talk to you. But let's get the talking out of the way and get in bed. Ooh, that was cute. They're cute. I love them. Yeah. It was like not anyone could say real. that and I would think it was yeah. cute, but it was done well. It just <laughs> came across as like something that like you could imagine like a real human like actually saying in real life, you know, like <laughs> not a robot. I was gonna say I love how you always define real human like they're I, otherwise everyone else is either like a fictional character or like, No, I mean AI. that they're like yeah, they're like automatons. They're like not real. Down to earth. You know what I mean? Get out of here. Oh god. Uh <laughs> And so, yeah, that, that's where the episode ends. And we find out that the next episode is going to have Zoom calls with the family because obviously the family cannot come to the villa. Now, do we think that the lack of like a dramatic message means that like everyone's family approves of their partner? There's not going to be any sort of like, if you come back coupled up with this person, like forget seeing us. What you mean in the preview? I don't think that means that. But I feel like if there was a really dramatic message, they would have shown that, you know? Um, I think that... They were just like, okay, we're going to show Justine being like, oh, I hope my family's proud of me and hope that that's enough of like a dramatic thing. Yeah, so I they don't that. have to give away what's actually in the Zoom calls. Because mm-hmm. they're probably not not very like happening. Yeah, I don't know. I would be intrigued to see how Carrington's family responds to everything. I just am waiting for the family where it's like the one family can't get their Zoom to work or they're like really close yes, to the camera, yes. like all of that stuff. Just that like sounds early, accurate. like early pandemic stuff is what we're gonna get here. Yeah, I mean it must be intimidating not just like to first of all meet the in laws and have them be like a hundred times bigger blown up on this screen. Yeah. <laughs> Might not be great. Yeah, but. I do love them being on like the jumbotron. But it also seemed like <laughs> this screen was I don't know, I I don't map up the villa in my head. It seemed like the screen was so far away from where they were on the couches. <laughs> well, I think it was probably. like the screen came on, they were far away and then they probably ran over. I hope so. Hopefully they didn't have to oh, watch their family's messages from like twenty feet away. I mean, they would still see them. It was a pretty big screen. So I did see someone posting on Reddit that uh, Johnny's sister is being maybe a little defensive of the whole situation Ooh. and saying that. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So I don't know how she, uh, her and Sally will go right away, but uh, maybe she won't even be there. So we'll see what happens. That's true. She might just be not into it. Wait, so you mean that she was defensive of Johnny? Yes, a little bit of like, oh, Sally like says she's open to getting to know Benny, but then she comes back to Johnny and isn't saying is like, okay, like, sure, we'll pretend that's the big issue they're having. Like as if uh, Sally and Bennett were in bed doing stuff, but they were. Yeah, exactly. I guess that is the clear equivalent to to Johnny making out with 
the same woman multiple times during their few nights staying in Casa Amor. <laughs> yeah, like, yikes. Um, do we want to hit a, a few questions? Hit them. Of course. Hell yeah. Um, Felipe wants to know if Baby Bloom has a favorite, and why is it Justine? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's, of course, well, that's as much as we love Justine, we stan our queen. Mm-hmm. Asher is very into blonde women, so yeah. probably Laurel. I was going to say, I was thinking Laurel. Like, I think Lakin is is not exactly that that blonde look that he's No, he likes a wholesome, a wholesome blonde. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to meet Asher. <laughs> he's going to love you. <laughs> um, and then um, Veronica asks, what do we think of Connor and Mackenzie on social with a little heart emoji? Ooh, Have you guys seen happening? them? No, I have not. They are together. He got he got to Arizona. He brought a a stuffed bear to be friends with Gus, and they've just been hanging out, being very cute on Instagram. All right, well, good for them. Good for them. I'll be honest, I didn't see it because Connor is like a bag of flour with a beard. But if it makes (laughs) Mackenzie happy, then okay. Also, like I guess. This is interesting to think about, but typically one of the questions is, can you move? Can you come to me? How is your job going to work with that? But like now everyone's jobs are remote. So like, I guess he can just move to Arizona. Well, he's also like, he was also like a CPA or something, right? He's like, an accountant. Yeah. He can just go. Job. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like previously he would not have been able to move to Arizona to be with Mackenzie and who's to say he moved. Well, I, but like, yeah, I don't know if he's like there permanently. Well, right. But like he, he would have been able to just ticket. go. That is, yeah. They, like there's no plan to the end of the this visit. and he would not have been able to do that pre-pandemic without like mm-hmm. losing his job whereas i mean i feel like this allows like him to just like go well, anywhere I mean, he, he wants wow. went to go be on love island so we Correct. really yeah. know his job situation maybe he took a big maybe he took it, vacay. Just that he had, he had time off still like well technically i did get out six weeks so let me just spend <laughs> the last few days visiting Mackenzie. well no but because he didn't buy like a round trip ticket so That's we'll true. see how long he's there. i'm just saying that i think that it leads to more likelihood that people People will go to each other and be with each other because you know there's not much else to do yeah i think that's a really good point yeah um hey, if i'm not gonna get i want Sally and justine on the amazing race but oh, if not God, them, I, wish. I will take connor and mckenzie well and i think connor and mckenzie like i'm now kind of even though Connor's not my favorite, I do kind of get why they would make sense. Like, I feel like in a relationship, you need to have one person who's more like out in front and one person who can wear like pants back a little bit. Um, and so I do think that that makes a little bit more sense in hindsight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the happy for it. More, the more I could see that. I guess maybe it was just like the the environment of Love Island that just did not. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. <laughs> I think it's also the bias, right? Like the last thing we saw of them was like Mackenzie just freaking out over everything with Jalen and Connor that it didn't leave like the best impression of either one of them. But if, if that, they sort of let bygones be bygones and move forward exclusively, then you know what? It, it, it'll work. If they end up being like the lone couple to survive this, that would be truly bananas. I Completely agree. Okay, and then um, Michael O'Rear says, basically asks if the vote a couple into the hideaway does it at this point in the season does it not just tell like point out who's going to win? It's a good question. I mean, I wonder if I mean it could have partially been because we hadn't seen Justine and Caleb in the hideaway before. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't did did Sally and Johnny get a hideaway night? They yeah, did. early on, I think, they, right? They, I, I think, think they, they got, the, yeah, they got the first one. Uh, 
And then apparently, again, as we've said, Justine and Caleb did get a hideaway, but it was cut. So this is actually their second one. I, and I don't think it necessarily predetermines it because we have talked or you guys have talked about in the past sort of how the voting on the app works and the timelines and all that. Because I do think the polls are up a little bit longer. They're at different times. You get like that push notification, whereas like the voting for like the winner, I'm not sure, you know, I feel like people that are voting for each of these are not necessarily the same. So I don't know. I feel like it's not an definite but it's a strong point in favor of it also mm-hmm. depend on the editing right like if there's a strong if they show more johnny selly stuff like what we saw from selly in the last episode like who knows right now i think it's if we're just like team spoopy's out in fifth i think it's <laughs> i think it's, it's clearly like first and second between jaylub and johnny and selly and then third place is battle is going to be moira and calvin and carrington and laurel which mm-hmm. I would imagine, I don't know, it's, it's sort of like... I imagine it goes it goes Moira and Calvin. I think, yeah, I think for if, third. If, if people are not a fan of Carrington, then yeah, I think if they're Which sort they of are clearly fourth not. place. <laughs> and I would say if, if Bennett and Lakin were, like, more uh, significant, they might, like, Carrington could have gotten voted though. out beforehand. Yeah. He just came in too late, I think. Yeah, it just I think- puts you in a rough spot. Given that there's no more coupling ups, I think that Calvin, uh, Carrington and Laurel could have like a little bit of a boost in popularity. But also with Caleb and Justine winning this one, uh, Caleb fans don't get comfy. I'm sure that every other couple's fans are going to be motivated to vote even more now. So, you know, they're going to know that they need to vote more than they were before. And uh, you got to keep going. Fingers crossed, though. Uh, please. Um, so last question. Mansi wants to know how Caleb is going to ask Justine to be his girlfriend. <sighs> Hopefully not a scavenger hunt. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, the, that's the question is like when you have someone in the villa who's a close friend of yours who already did it, like what? See, I don't think Caleb cares. I think he's just like, we don't need labels. We are the best. Maybe, you know what? Maybe he'll do it the morning after the hideaway, like just mm. in the privacy. Like, I, yeah, like to your point, I don't think he needs a spectacle about it. Because I don't think Jesse is that person. I don't think you need it. That's the way to go. But it doesn't hurt. (laughs) So I think there's a good chance. I'm eyeing that final date episode. I think that uh, we we might be getting uh, some titles there. I thought he was going to go for it during whatever like fountain view they were looking at. But that didn't happen. So, Well, and I feel like it just makes sense for them to uh, really define the relationship right before that finale vote. Have it fresh in everyone's mind. Let people Mm -hmm. forget about the uh, Johnny and Sally relationship. I think exactly. he needs to make himself a human charcuterie board. Like, <laughs> love, like, well, eat, like meat cheese off of him. What's great is that in this villa, anything could be a charcuterie board. So that's true. Yeah. He cover himself with just all types of food and just call himself a charcuterie board. I love charcuterie. Incredible. Ice cream, ice cream, charcuterie board. Mm. Yeah, you want an ice cream charcuterie social? <laughs> I prepared you a delicious charcuterie. All right, I gotta go. Anyways, I think on that note, it's a great time for us to to say that we we've reached the end of another amazing Love Island reached up a promo for Caesars. You do a really good impression of Matt Hoffman. Right? Thank you. Caesars. You like, it's actually very good. I am married to Matt Hoffman. <laughs> you 
I don't even know how to do a regular Matt Hoffman impression. Yeah, that's you don't need to. You can only do a, the Caesars. The thing. promo for Caesars is all that matters, truly. I just um, really enjoy the way he says it. It's very funny. I just, yeah, I think it's always so funny because it's like already very obviously an ad, and he's like, "I got you." He, he leaned into a lot this year, and I but think this it worked. One was very scary though when they showed footage of oh, people. Yeah, and you're like, "Is this?" It was like the scene no from way? The Matrix where they have that that like gyrating rave, and like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I was very concerned, and I was like, "Is this happening now?" So people Morpheus should is going to offer you the red pill to go to Caesars. I was like, people should pill. not be gathering in these kinds of crowds, <laughs> and I hope that they're not. Uh, right. Hey, oh, I hope nobody people. gets any ideas. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, so thank you guys so much for joining us. Gosh, thank this you for having us. Fun. We love you. We love you. You two are awesome. Oh, yeah, we listen oh. every week. It's the blast. Stop. We like together? No, of course oh, not. Oh, but, but we listen separately and we talk about it. And okay. sometimes we do listen to the car together. I they set the family being... down, put yeah. Asher and Lily Bloom, Lily Bloom puppy dog right in the middle. She wants none of it. <laughs> they, they gather around the Google Home and yeah, gosh, we no. dial up the phone, Maring, Maring, and then we. <laughs> Moira, Moira. <laughs> Moiroing. <laughs> we just completely butchered the portmanteau at this point. I don't even remember uh, what it was. Um, it was Moiring. Moiring. Like Moira and Boring. And now oh, it turns it to Moirong. It was Moirong. <laughs> You've messed with the Moirong girl. Oh, no. Anyway, it's been a pleasure. Uh, we do really enjoy listening to you guys. Yeah, so it's been I'm, great I'm, being on. I don't know. I'm 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 a little sad it's coming to an end. It feels like it snuck up on us. How do you two feel? Is it sort of like the end of a marathon for you? Yeah, it's like I feel like I'm gonna be like, oh, I'm so tired. I want a break. I need to sleep, and then it's right, gonna, gonna actually be over, and I'm gonna be like, where is my three time a week podcast with Scally? <laughs> Right. It also it's has strange. been really nice having something to watch like in the morning, like when we're getting ready for work, like we'll put on Love Island, make breakfast and we like watch yeah, slice it. Up some bananas. Slice up those bananas, put them on some crusted bread. With your eggs. It's strange. It's very strange losing both the podcast and the show. I'll have time for like 15 more shows to watch. <laughs> like There's lots of free time. Yeah, it's true that it does take up a lot. Well, and I also finished Downton Abbey this week, so I'm already really sad about that. Oof. Yeah, that's rough. Oh, wow. But did you watch the movie yet? Yeah, we're, I'm done the movie, too. Ugh. I know. Ugh. We can talk offline about that. You will. Um, <laughs> so, Angela, Mike, we'll, we'll go Angela first. If people want more from you, where can they find you? Um, so I'm on Instagram and Twitter, at uh, Ange Pelagi. Um, yeah, you can follow me there. And she also posts. follow Lily Bloom oh, Puppy Dog. Yeah, follow Lily Bloom Puppy Dog. She's probably the best little influencer in the house. Yeah, but she, but Angela posts really funny videos and photos of our son. So if you want like a first hand, that's basically it. Asher, that's where that's like the repository. It's like for dogs me. and babies all over my Instagram. That's what the internet wants. I think so. You just have to get a cat too to really round out like the audience. I'm allergic. Allergic to cats. Why do all the people I love have cat allergies? It's okay. I can be around them. I just can't have one myself. I think like I can't like can't live in my home. But I can like snuggle it for a little bit. Papa Benny. Papa (laughs) Benny. (laughs) 
She said casually. I I love it too because it's like to me when you said Papa, it was like P A P A, like Papa. And then I thought of Benny from this season of Love Island, and it's like Papa Benny, he's father. Oh, Papa Benadryl for all the uninitiated. I can't believe my brother Johnny got involved with this girl who's sleeping with Papa Benny. (laughs) Papa, don't preach. I'm having my Benny. <laughs> having my Benny. I'm having my Benny. Okay. And on that note. And on that note, Mike, where can people find you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at a Mike Bloom type. Lots of stuff going on. Obviously, the Big Brother B and B with Liana Boris. We have a very fun uh, illustration heavy edition of the B and B with Ali Lasher. I'm also doing Exit Press for Parade.com for Big Brother, covering Lost with Josh Wiggler on Down the Hatch over on Post Show Recaps. And coming up, you know, while one CBS reality show is going away in like three weeks, The Amazing Race is coming back. The cast got released doing Star Trek stuff as well. And who knows, maybe a little bit down the line later on in the year, I'll be doing some some other stuff with my better half here about some some other shows. So Ooh, we, we, got should, plans. we got plans and there's there's some brand steals coming up as well. It's maybe spooky uh, season, but but brand steals are also coming up as well. Boom. That's so much. I hope you also find some time to sleep at some point. Uh, and take care of your family. Yeah, like, wow. Spend some time with your family. No. I'm not even talking to the microphone. No. <laughs> nope. She put it down and it's like, like it's this distance to the screen that they're watching their family. Well, now it's talking. like you're being, like, people get to be, you know, privy to a private conversation. <laughs> um, Scally, where can people find more of you? I am on Twitter at Brian underscore Scally. Well, and you have a Big Brother podcast coming up, don't you? That is true. I will be on the live feed update with Taryn tomorrow, so you can check that out either live or in your feeds. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We love that. (laughs) (laughs) I I started this podcast not in my best, and I feel like I've only gone downhill. Um, No, you started at the top and you ended at the top. (laughs) Uh, So if people want to hear more from me, uh, they can see me on social media at Kirsten Said What, including twitch.tv slash Kirsten Said What. Um, I was recently the final episode recap guest on the choir room for the episode The Rise and Fall of Sue Sylvester. Because yes, quarantine has been long enough for them to cover the full series of Glee. Oh, Yeah. yeah. No, like they covered it in the span of I think five months yeah. I want to say they so zoomed wild. through and there will be more content there to keep an eye out for but yeah definitely go check out the choir room it is incredible um, and I'm going to be on the Thursday night episode recap for Big Brother this week for the triple eviction so holy check. moly I mean you are holy. the requisite Canadian so I think it makes sense they have to have a Canadian for a triple eviction and so that's why <laughs> I'll be there with I believe another Canadian as well um, I don't want to say in case I'm wrong Um, but thank you everyone uh, for coming to another Love Island recap with us thank you to Will from America for our theme song and thank you to the the patrons of Rob has a podcast for making this possible Uh, check out robhaswebsleet.com slash patron and Scally what do we have for iTunes I forgot Let's see. Where are we at for iTunes? I want to make sure yeah, I get an Stop, stop surfing number. for my acapella group albums and go to your iTunes feed. I was just going to play it in the microphone for an outro. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let me see. We are at 121 ratings. So smash the goal of 100. Thank you guys so much. Means a lot. And that's amazing. And that's awesome. Yeah. Very excited. And again, we love it and it makes us feel good. It gives us a rush of dopamine. So if you want to bring us joy, you could also go to iTunes and give us a five star review at com slash love island pod. Bye. Bye. If you're looking for love, well you've come to the wrong place. Because Kirsten and Scally, well they don't know a thing, and the men that they cast on this show are truly a disgrace. So we don't care about the love that might be there. Yeah, we just want to see the drama. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.